Blog Talk Radio. And I just turned it with that old man. This is what I am, what I am. Understand, I don't give a damn. My doja kosher game over, soldier, I'm coolin' Be on the sofa Niggas is posers and I'm the sculptor Don't mean it as soldier, but fuck the vultures, I Feel them the dopeness and proper dosage, I Crank up the focus to get it amplified Feel it's in the ceiling, but still it's some bigger fist to fry Designed to recline and sip the chateau Plotting on the bronze behind with a banging natural Is he a rebel, a rascal, is that a Roscoe? Tweak the treble, the levels will make the box flow Crept in the back door, rolling with stealth Seen a sign on the game Looking for help. Now I'm a hard worker, baby. This is a full time job. Gotta do it live. That is, of course, unless you're not listening live. This is the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast Cast. It is Wednesday, December 6th, 2017. I am your host, Travis Bryant. And uh, joining me, uh, per usual, is my main man, Cameron Hawkins. Back already. I mean, uh, Cam. Hey, what's going on, man? Yo, what up? What up? Not too much. I'm I'm actually in the office joking around with my boss as we do this. So fun times. No, worlds are colliding. Yeah, man. He was like, he's like, oh yeah, that show you do. I was like, yeah. So yeah, I told him to go get beer, but he wasn't with it though. So we're gonna yeah. see. <laughs> Please. <laughs> for, for <my laughs> yeah, man. So. Uh, do you need a you you need a bit? No, I'm I'm literally told him I'm, I'm doing the show. He's cool. He's he's doing his oh, thing. All right. Well, all right. Well, uh, we are here. We are live. Um, again, it is December sixth. Um, last month of the year, we've got uh, got some interesting things to talk about. I'm sure. Uh, you know, coming up, you know, as it is uh, December, we're going to start getting into best of 2017 talk, you know, in the next couple of weeks, uh, matches, promos, pay-per-views, that kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, but other than that, we do have uh, plenty of TV-driven, storyline-driven stuff to talk about. Uh, but first, let me go ahead and give out all the pertinence if you want to Call in and talk to us. I want to talk to, directly to Cam and myself. Hit us up on the Constellation lines. Give us a call at 347-202-0103. Once again, that's 347-202-0103. If you can't uh, call us, you can always shoot us an email. Anytime during the week, anytime during the show, the mailbag is always open and constantly being refreshed. Uh, you can find us and hit us up on the email tip at eastcoastaudioshow at gmail.com. Eastcoastaudioshow at gmail.com. It uh, looks like we've got three non-VIP emails in in the email sack today. Uh, so get your uh, get your emails in. Questions, comments. Uh, if you want to heap high praise upon upon the 
all that. East Coast Audio at Gmail dot com and Twitter. Twitter is another option to get at us. You can find the show at East Coast Cast Twitter dot com slash East Coast Cast. You can find my personal Twitter at Trav Lord. You can find Cam at Seahawk. That's C E E Hawk. Um. Yeah, and the last bastion to get at it, you find us on Facebook. Find the uh, the show's Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash PWTorch, East Coast Cast. And uh, check out the page, like the page, share it on your timeline, tag your buddies in it that are also into, into wrestling. And, uh, yeah, you know how that whole thing works. So let's see. I thought we had a new like or so in the last week. Uh, David Walker. All right, I, I guess. Uh, I think he's, a, he's been a fan of the show for a while, or like the page a while ago. But if not, hey, hey David Walker, welcome to the page. Um, so yeah, um, headlines, poll results. What are we looking at this week, Cam? So yeah, I think we can go ahead with. Uh the poll results because they have a lot to do with kind of what's been going on on TV. Um, you know, I got to see, uh, this is probably one of the first weeks in a while that I really got to watch both shows in their entirety when they happened, um, or at least like within an hour or two when they aired, like kind of take it all in at once, pause. Um, the poll was, uh, do the McMahons as on-air characters add or take away from your enjoyment of WWE television? Um, and it was pretty strong one way. 85% of people said it takes away from their enjoyment, and 15% said it adds to. I'm sure we had some people who uh, think like our man Brian Austin, who like they don't really have an effect on me enjoying it or not, which is an interesting, that's an interesting take on it because of how much they dominate the television. Like, if your enjoyment is based on... Yeah, but I mean, they're on every week. You know what I mean? Like, when they're on, like, it's been a while well, for, like, a Stephanie, but, like, Shane's on for a half Shane hour every... I mean, he's yeah, been around for the last yeah. two consistently, but... But the two he that he hasn't on. been on, Stephanie was there. You know what I mean? Like, I, if you watch both yeah, shows, been, yeah, no, they occupy... Like, yeah. Like, Shane <laughs> occupies right, 25%. Shane occupies about 25% of SmackDown. Like, if SmackDown's a two-hour show, he's on about a half hour or so. Um, let's say Stephanie's on, you know, a half hour on the three-hour show. That's still, what, 15 Yeah, but a half hour right? Stephanie is really like a 90, like 90 minutes, 120 yeah. minutes on Stephanie. Exactly, you know, exactly. So it kind of has, has that effect. Travis, do I still sound okay? You're fine, yeah. Okay. Yeah, let me turn this up a little bit. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, depending on how you feel about her, still just talking about numbers. Like, she occupies, you know, that much of the show. So, like, to me, um, when you say, like, it doesn't really have an effect, it could be a thing where you are in it for, like, I want to see X wrestler versus Y wrestler and Z outcome. 
And if that's the case, then I can see an authority figure not affecting you. To me, it would be hard to separate that from the show. But I think because of how I framed it um, and because, like you said, Shane's been a steady presence for the last, you know, year, year and a half, two years, that, you know, this question is about him. And the reason I say that, um, you know, I watched the show last night and we've had this conversation for a while, I think, with, you know, the torch hive, as it were. Um, and when I say that, I'm talking about, like, your Wade and your Bruce's, things like that. You know, the Shane McMahon as a fantasy camp wrestler doing spots that other people can't do, like, that's something I'm not a big fan of, but I was good with Shane being on TV. And with this whole Kevin Owens, uh, Sami Zayn thing, especially last night, talking about how if they don't uh, – you know, if they don't win their tag match at the pay-per-view, they're fired. Like, to me, that was the thing where, like, okay, I'm good on Shane being on TV. Like, I've I've had enough of that. So, yeah, I'm interested to see what And I was right there with that. Brian, who just looked at him like, you could just, I, and, I'm, and I'm probably uh, uh, projecting what I, where I think the angle's going, mm-hmm. where I think this story yeah. is going. Uh, because they're all stories, Cam, and stories need to be told. And sometimes you just need to shut up and watch the story unfold in front of you. Um, Quit being a complainer. Um, But I was kind of projecting, like, yeah, Brian's like, that's going to be the moment. When Brian's cutting his big, you know, I don't know if some people will call it, like I'll we'll treat it like the Sami Zayn turn, like yeah, it wasn't really a heel turn. He was just, uh, you know, as far as far as Sammy goes, like I'm me. You're the people that changed, you know. Yeah, uh, I didn't do anything different. Like the stuff, the, the situation around me is was different. Exactly. R- right, like, and, and, he, quick, and that's when Brian's uh, gonna go. That's when I knew like Shane was out of control, and yeah. like because he interferes in matches, like. Like it's it's a ridiculous like thing. Like you 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 handle it in a wrestling way. You put him in stipulation matches. You find whatever. You don't fire guys because he's interfering or do because you know because essentially because the guy's making the show interesting. <laughs> so Brian's going to be like you know as a wrestler like I've seen and done so much worse. To, make, to, to, to to take these guys' livelihood away. And he's probably going to do a super good job convincing people and not really be the heel. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I was right there with Brian, again, assuming that's what he was thinking. Like, this guy is out of, his, out of control. If he thinks he can just – I mean, can. I think he can. He can. But if he's going to just go firing guys for – for being bad guys, like normal yeah. run-of-the-mill wrestling bad guys. Yeah, and the whole thing is like, come on now, Jinder Mahal. You want like, why do Singh brothers still have jobs? Like, it's just, it's yeah. just stupid. As from a wrestling context, like, like fan, yeah, like, like they literally, you just don't like them. You say you don't like them, and I'm gonna fire them because I, I hate them. Yeah, your most prestigious title, they directly affected the outcome in like five straight matches for it. Like, yeah, and there was no type of penalty against them. Like, again, it's that thing where because you did something personal to a McMahon, 
that supersedes all these other bad things going on. And we have to directly, like, acknowledge that. And and the charm of Shane was that he was the one who didn't fall into that trap, who didn't take this stuff personally. And when he did, he took it out in the ring. And then after he won or lost the match, that was a wrap. Like, but again, I guess that's different with this one where he's, you know, I guess not able to move on. And, you know, they, it's, it's, it's such something that's had such little impact that was so awesome at the time. The Vince Hitbutt thing, that, that whole thing, like, man, that, that's right. That should go down as like, you know, one of the moments of the year kind of thing. And it won't because, I mean, I guess it will, but. Like, man, we're like it'll three be, months no, that's past that's going to win the OMG slammy, don't you worry. Yeah, yeah, three months past it, and I forgot. And it was good for Shane to remind everybody, And but, yeah, I don't, uh, this is going to be interesting the next, you know, few months headed into the Rumble, headed into WrestleMania season with Brian and Shane being on clearly such different, Pages. So, yeah, looking forward for sure how that that plays out. It's getting better and better, and they're not rushing it, and it just, yeah, it's awesome. It's probably the best thing storyline wise. Uh, just slow burn kind of thing that you know will be paid off in three months or whatever, six months maybe even, but probably not. But you know couple months all right uh chat room is open by the way oh um we talked about the poll i mean headline is there a uh, um i think like at least on the smackdown side that's uh that's kind of a strong point um you know raw was a good show i think uh, the opening match might be in the running for Raw Match of the Year. <laughs> that's, that's weird to say. Um, but, no, Jason Jordan and Roman Reigns put on a really good match, and it furthered kind of both of their storylines. Um, you know, Jason Jordan well, looks I like... Roman took a little step back as far as being a likable guy. Okay. I mean, okay. Just well, I think... You know, Jason Jordan probably, I mean, that's definitely his longest singles match. Um, it was interesting watching Roman kind of lead a match, uh, but I thought it was really, really good. Um, and, and what it furthers, I mean, we got we get more of a kind of, and this is, this is a comparison only because they're working together, but kind of, uh, you know, uh, bratty super athlete like Kurt Angle was on the way into WWE. And we're building toward this Roman Reigns Samoa Joe main event when that happens. So I think those are kind of the big things coming out of Raw. And uh, yeah, like a really good opening match, and then Samoa Joe costing Ambrose and Rollins tag titles, and you know the Shield being a more likable unit right now. I think are all the strong points coming out of Raw. And then um, you know the third big point next week we've confirmed. Um, NXT's TV debut, so a lot of things going on. Yeah, WWE week next next week is it? Yep. 
WWE week next week, so uh, 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 in addition to your normal Raw and SmackDown on Monday and Tuesday, you're going to have NXT on USA Network in prime time. You know, in you know at, at eight or nine. I don't. I don't I'm not sure. Uh, I'm interested in on the NXT show tonight. And I think those were taped last week, like, you know, the, the last, the, the rest of the, the NXT shows uh, for 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 2017 were all, all taped last week. Um, is it just going, is it just, are they going to put the normal NXT show, hour-long show, in that spot? Or they do they do something completely like for, new because they want to put NXT on, you know what I mean? Like what's uh, going to be on NXT next week then? Like is NXT like, turn the network air on? at that time slot? Like maybe you get a table for three, you know? Um, I don't know. I mean, I I guess. Um, do you do them both? Do you just like, well, we're gonna have people showing up for NXT that don't know it's on USA, or just instinctively, you know, it's Wednesday. Let me, so maybe we just <laughs> not simulcast, but we just have them both on. I don't know what the rules would be if NXT or if USA would be down for something like that, but yeah. But I mean, it's yeah. It's a, oh, and also tonight, it, if they stay next week, we're going to be on USA, and that's something mm-hmm. they can post for. You know, that's that's an easy fix. But I'm just wondering if they if there are even any if there are any uh, any allusions to uh, to next week or to being on USA and and all that kind of stuff. I wonder if yeah. But you do feel like you know. They'll probably, if they don't already have something taped, they're probably going to put their best foot forward. Like, I feel like we're going to get, even if it's just an hour, you know, something equivalent to whatever an hour's worth of takeover is. Like, I feel like we see almost Gargano. You know, I feel like we see uh, probably Ember Moon. Like, I I can't see them. Yeah, I can't see them taking this lightly when you're probably going to have the most eyes you've ever had on an NXT show, you know? Um, I think this is the time to do the Alistair uh, Velveteen rematch. Yeah. Build the whole show or, around look, that. Look. And, or just show it. Or just air that match. Oh, you know, from like, it. Well, yeah, that would be, that. yes, that's an idea. But I think they would. they want to be... I think they take they want to not have that match on the show period and and present something that's like totally like fresh and you know whatever then they have to mm. go back even to show something that's really really good and well done and well received I think they'd rather have something new than to show something that's been in the can for 3 weeks because do you just yeah. show that match how do you present it? Uh, you, you know what I mean? Do you go, hey, this match was from, t-, you know, yeah, just, I think that, they go, I think they'd balk at that idea and just say, hey, I'd rather just have a fresh, fresh match. 
So, yeah. Um, and I'd like to see Velveteen Aleister Black with more than a week of, you know, notice. Yeah, agree. Like if they announced that tonight, Aleister Dream rematch for the last paper, last take, last NXT show of the year, which is whatever in three weeks. I'd be cool with that. You know, that's what you do. And then you have the option that, hey, maybe you can come, want to come back with it. Rubber match at uh, at the Rumble Takeover in Philly. But then that means most likely Velveteen would have to win on TV. So, yeah, we've got options. Yep. All right, again, if you want to hit us up on the Constellation Lines, give us a call at 347-202-0103. Let's uh, open things up in the Midwest, head out to Minnesota and talk to Shrewd Man. Uh, Brian, what's happening? Not a whole lot. Uh, Relaxing Wednesday, actually, for once for me. But I didn't get the call last week, so I got a couple of things on my list, on my little memo pad. I got to pull this up here. All right. I like the, I like the organization. Uh, the first thing that just struck me last week, and I was like, I have to get this out, was watching the Kevin Owens 365 and the beginning of it and watching him go up to Mr. or Vince McMahon, not the character, but the actual person who runs the, uh, the event, if you will, organizes it, the producer, whatever the hell you want to call him, and, and looks for his approval. And when he doesn't gain it, he's like a child in front of his parents, or even more so, he reminds me of myself at one of the moments I least, I mean, I, I enjoy, I enjoy uh, recalling it, but living in that moment, it's one of the worst moments I can think of in my life, and that is in middle school when our, our assistant principal, Dean, had a stack of dirty Reader's Digest that me and my friends who sat in the back of the bus had collected because the teachers what? would give them out to everyone, and we would throw them down the bus in the morning. And oh, you mean physical, actually literal dirt and grime? Because Oh, yeah, because when you throw them, people would step on them, and it was the winter. And um, I can remember the right, pile right. of them, and they were dirty. Right. And, she, and like, I came up to the, the office, and I'm not getting into semantics too much, but I remember seeing a couple of my friends, and they had a look on their face like, the shit hit the fan, bro. Like, fuck. <laughs> but they didn't say nothing to me. They didn't turn me in, it sounds like. It was all the camera. And I'm still friends with some of those people on that bus to this day. They'll be in my wedding. But the, Mrs. Hayden was her name. She had her arm on top of that stack. And when I came through that door, I said in my, my voice said, you know, my song was singing, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never seen these. But the rhythm was putting out, oh, my God, I'm caught. And she knew it. And the feeling of, of right, just like, uh, crushing well. this. Oh, exactly. But the fact that I have to see a growing man experience that on a television show. Now, we all do in real life. I'm not trying to say we don't deal with that. I, I independent contractor. I work with yeah, but not all kinds so, of like, business people. And, like, yeah, and, and so much so that it's like a fatherly thing. And a lot of the wrestlers have this complex, you know, uh, I don't want to say instilled in them, but it's certainly something they seek, I feel like, and aren't, aren't dissuaded from. You know what I mean? There's other things they wouldn't like as much as, you know, if you have a father complex, that helps us because we have a, a father leader figure here, and you'll look for his approval constantly as he asks you to do ridiculous things. So j- just seeing, 
I mean, I, I love Kevin Owens, but seeing him in that state and him being like heartbroken over it was like, I just don't, I can't wrap my head around it fully. Hey, Brian, you know what I didn't, you know, like, 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 like what did Stone Cold have to say about that match? Like, what did Triple H like, have to say about that? That's later. Match? That's yeah. another point I'm going to bring up. Yeah. Like, have you guys seen the meme? Like, no, okay, just saying really quick. Sorry. Like, I think Kevin Owens is like comes across like a super confident guy. He understands his abilities. He doesn't take crap off anyone. But like Vince McMahon just has that aura, man. Like, and I think this thing with Kevin Owens just solidifies it. Like, no matter how big or how strong you are, how tough you are in real life, he really and not just being in charge. Like, people really want his approval, and it's. It's amazing Some, that even at this age that still happens. Like, it's, it, it's, a, it's a wonder, and that, that's really a credit to him for being able to, 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 to just carry that kind of mystique. It's, it's crazy to still see in 2017, but it's still very real. I mean, I agree with you, and, and I'm sure Stone Cold, and I don't think it's so much The Rock now. I mean, he's one of those people who stepped out of the arena, if you will. I mean, but, I mean, yes, that is true. It's always been true, but it's – um. It was what you guys talked about, and Cam said it was one of his points from Raw, and it was for me, which was the opening match. Because that was you, like, uh, I remember watching that Jordan. and being like, and, 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 and Cam said it, I mean, I love you, Cam, but what the fuck, and saying that that's a match of the year. That's not even yeah, a knock I, on but Cam. But what did I say, so Brian? Much, I guess, but what did I, a knock on the industry. Wait, wait, did Let you say Raw? specifically did I say, Brian? Man what, what he said, did, I, did I say it was a match of the year? Did I say it was one of the best Raw matches of the year? Raw match of the year. Sorry, sorry. But, what, okay. and, and, like, but even to my point, hold on. Let me finish, though. Let me finish. Because it's not even an attack on you as it is the people performing. Because when I watch I like Jason Jordan, like, physically stand out and seeing the guys who were standing the whole time in the left corner of the screen who wouldn't sit down, those big fat guys, you could see them be converted. Like, they had saw Benny Hinn. They're like, man, this guy's a fucking liar. And he's like, oh, I'm going to heal you. And by the end of that match, <laughs> they weren't all doubting him. And, and to me, yeah. that is wrestling. That was wrestling. And the fact yeah. that you say it, like, stands out so much is a testament to how shitty things are when really, back in the day, that shit would have blended in the background. You would not fucking remember it. It would be gone. Huh. At the time, you would. But, like, you don't remember that moment where Rock started to convert you. Do you know what I mean? You don't. Yeah. You don't, but at one point it happened, and you said, "I like this guy." But the fact that that sticks out just well, that was how much—literally the first time I saw him. Oh, okay. Well, for some people, though, I mean, there was the die Rocky die, and then there was the nation. Yeah, yeah, I missed all that. Went for being. I mean, there was—I remember seeing him even at WrestleMania 14 when he said, "I can't remember how he phrased it when he's talking to Jennifer Flowers," but he's like, "Can do you smell what the?" What 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 I'm cooking to Jennifer Flowers? He hadn't he hadn't put it to the Rock thing. He hadn't got it down, but you can see him developing it. So it's like those are one of those moments, and that's great. But you're not going to remember it. But in this day and age, sadly, that match will stick out in my mind now because two guys in some way were allowed to go out there, catch or can't, and succeed or fail. And Jason Jordan gained credit in my mind. Like I don't think he's the greatest wrestler of all time. No, but he can perform in the ring. And that's just not allowed to happen so much. That's what's frightening. That's the thing, too, Brian. You're right. Like, the the things that he was doing, like, the the, the time that they were given, I think, is really what gets to me. That's um, key. They got a lot of time. Yeah. I don't like, – I, like, we clearly know Jason Jordan has the ability. Like, he has the ability, mm-hmm. has a look. He's still, like, not there on the mic having a conversation 
Um, like that's still a no. thing. But you you let him go in there with a strong guy and like with a big guy, and you see how strong this kid is. You see how he moves. Um, it's just like I feel like it's a matter of time for him. But you're right. Like it, it's weird that. As somebody who like me who is a proponent of the guy, it's interesting watching an arena change how they feel about a guy the way that they did that night. And again, the biggest takeaway for me from that match, it's one of the few times Roman Reign has to lead. Because um, yeah. a lot of times he's in there with guys more experienced or with about as big of a name. And I just thought it came across really well. Um, so, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Go so, ahead. I know you got. I know you got a list. I know you got a PowerPoint. Think- go ahead and uh, hit those slides. Well, hold up. I think uh, I think Jason Jordan had one of his better 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 nights, and I think you're right as far as he's not, you know, he's not quite there uh, yet on the mic and stuff. Do you think if things were less tightly scripted, a guy like Jason Jordan or no Jason Jordan would be more over on the mic, like he'd be a better performer on the mic, or worse, like? Like the, just and it's all speculation, just instinct. What do you mm-hmm. think Jason Jordan is like? Where you where do you think his skill level is? But is he being held back by the format, or is the format specifically for guys like him who just aren't the there format yet? Format helping yeah. him right now to me, yeah, because we've only yeah. seen him be, I buy my t-shirt or I buy my sneakers at Walmart because I'm broke guy, like he's. Yeah. You know, I came from he's nothing. Just, to I, just mean, I don't know I if he has mean, a What do you think his skill level of if they said here are the bullet points and like old school, like hey, go get go get it, it and yourself over? Do you think he'd be better on the mic at this point if that was the format, or is he no. being helped? No, I'm, I'm like okay, I'm saying so he'd be worse. Don't think he'd that he'd really be exposed. You're saying if that was the format for him? Yeah, I, I don't well, think we have okay, enough of a person to assume he can play that. Yeah, I think if you less if you less tightly scripted Jason Jordan, he'd be better. Mm. But that's just a feeling. But I also understand why you would think the the, the mm. other way if you thought the other way. But some of it, I agree with Cam though, where it's a lot of it is, is circumstance. It's where he is. I, I'm thinking of uh, what's his face, uh, James Ellsworth, right? Like he's one of the only guys in WWE recently who like came into WWE and left in the same shape, maybe a little bit better. Probably better. I mean, he's going to be able to put that on his posters from now on, the promoters who hire Wait, him. You know, he'll make a little shape? more money. No, no, no. Uh, as, a, as, an, as a performer, <laughs> as a star, as a, as a drawing, uh, okay. as a performer, as a wrestler, a superstar. That's the thing. Wow. Yeah. It, but, but, for, but, for, no, but no, but for James Ellsworth, though, he's, he's doing better in some ways. He got lucky, though, because he just kind of, like, he didn't hit too many uh, things in the pinball machine, and he got to the jackpot. Well, so many get banged around so much, like a Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. So, like, yeah. you keep taking hits so we can get this Roman to that big jackpot point. He just kind of bounced around, missed all the balls. It was like almost like an earnest comedy where he just avoids all the pratfalls. Everything's exploding around him, and he just kind of comes through unscathed at the end. That's kind of where Jason Jordan is. And he's lucky because he's not being really – I mean, he is in some ways being shot, but his character is allowed to develop and fit in certain ways in a pattern that allowed the audience to, in some ways, I don't want to say embrace him, but take him in as they did on Monday. And mm-hmm. I think it, it, it might have been different back in the day, but it could have been better depending on who was in creative, who saw what in him, and what they wanted to put in him. Because if they put the effort behind him, they'll make, him, they'll make it work. 
you know, and they'll keep trying. They'll they'll keep doing the Bob Holly thing or whatever. They'll keep reinventing you and try and get you through mm. and past the gate. Will it be successful? Yeah, that's like Roman to me, that's almost either near or there. But what would be better overall is that there would be more people in the spot that Jason Jordan's in, so that we go back to my bigger point, which is he wouldn't stick out as much having this match because there would be a couple other guys in a three-hour raw having these opportunities. Maybe not every week where this happens, this like epiphany, if you will, in some ways for a guy. But every couple of weeks, we see these things happen with one of the guys that are developing on the undercard. But it just doesn't. We just see Finn Balor get reminded that you're a piece of shit, and then he gets spit in the oh. face and shoved down in the mud and shut up. He's like, but no, shut up. Don't say nothing. And it's like, well, or I see, I have to yeah. see Kevin Owens, like, scold it like a dog. And it's like, but this. Brian, the, right, uh, um, the thing that stood out to me on Raw as something where I was like, this isn't good is that, like, as much as we get on Booker T for maybe saying the wrong thing at the wrong time, one thing that he is that the other guys are not is a truth teller. Because he's talking about what he feels or BS. He's not talking about what the system wants him to talk about. And so you have Finn Balor wrestling Bo Dallas, and you have Corey Graves and Michael Cole doing everything they can to explain why Wrestling Finn, by wrestling uh, Bo Dallas is not a step down for Finn Balor. And yeah. you have Booker T just basically saying he's a guy. He's a nobody. And it's true. Like, yeah. Finn Balor clearly has people on his side. As soon as his music hits, people go crazy. And you clearly relegated him, and even your announcer sees it and doesn't know how to dance around it. And the people that yeah. we're supposed to trust to tell us what's going on can't find a way or don't have any evidence to say why wrestling Bo Dallas is good or even why Bo Dallas is a credible opponent. Like, mm. and, and like Bo Graves at wasn't... one point that he can be, he has, if he keeps it up and he sticks around Miz, he can be a superstar. And they're like, well, he is a superstar, Booker. Booker didn't say anything because he's not. But, yeah. yeah. Booker, yeah. T is, Booker T is like the Yoda of, of Monday Night Raw. Like, he says some random crazy shit, but under all of that, like, what Bray Wyatt attempts to do, there are kernels of absolute golden truth. So, they're, they're like a diamond. You can see through them, they are, like, the essential truth. So, it's like, that's the, he's not lying to you at that point. He says a bunch of gobbledygook, but there's a truth in there. That's like, it hurts. He does that often. Because it, it is true. Book is not going to, that's, I've been, I've been I've been listening to Booker T more as of that. Like sometimes the stuff is like, what is he saying? It's all, it's completely crazy. But sometimes you're like, ouch. He's like your crazy uncle, you know. Nine yeah. times out of ten, it's gibberish. But that one time where it hits the truth, it's like, oh my god, that is the most raw, hard, ouch. Let's not talk about it. Put it back in the closet and never bring it up again. Thing. Thanks. That's Booker. Yeah. Booker T was the one guy in the middle of the mega. John Cena push to say he's a, he has limited skills and he gets by with limited skills and ability. Yeah. So this isn't new. <laughs> yeah, I mean, those little things <laughs> keep flipping. But Booker T, you know, this is, yeah, he calls him like he sees him. And he knows as a former wrestler, Booker, uh, Bo Dallas is is a guy, and John Cena did a great job, but he got by with limited skills and ability. You know, and and if Corey Graves wasn't, like, completely and utterly 
uh, trying to get a check. No, yeah, yeah, but just he's just completely not co co opted. He's just well, he's all in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. I'm gonna go with it's, one last point in, for you guys, and then I'm gonna go on with my day and listen to the rest of the show. And that I I'm in Minnesota. I saw a news story, and it and it struck me. It kind of sums up all this in my head. And that was that we're a northern state. A lot of us think we're pretty much Canada, and more specifically, up in the northern part of the state, this is where it's affected the most, but statewide, they've installed LED uh, streetlights, the red, green, yellow, those. Now, the problem, I, I work in TV film. I know that an LED is great because it doesn't give off much heat. All right? Well, they decided, let's, let's install these everywhere across the state. And now they have a huge problem where people can't see the lights when there's a snowfall because the snow blocks it because the LEDs don't heat up the snow and melt it. And now, now this is my point. I had to listen to the news story. Tell me they brought this all up and they go, they're trying to devise a way to fix it. And they're going to maybe put heaters inside it or covers. And then the newsman, other than the reporter who gets the story back goes, he goes, yeah, they're, they're trying to find a solution to this, but they haven't come up with one. It's like, there's a fucking solution. The solution is to never put the fucking new bulbs in the old bulb did it. Like, they were doing fine, very well. Goes back to my point with, like, the whole wrestling thing when I have to hear, you guys are great. I love you, Bruce, and, like, Todd Martin. You guys, like, you saved me. Because some other people, like, wait a little bit, but other folks will keep going on with this. Like, things are going to get better and improve gibberish when it's, like, in 20 years, nothing has gotten better. And you keep trying to, like, explain to me, like, that news reporter, like, you're just trying to put the Band-Aid over it, obviously. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, these problems are, like, systemic, and they are, like, they're damaging the whole company. And the fact that some will ignore that or just kind of, like, mitigate it bothers me. But you are truth-tellers, just like Booker T, and that's why I appreciate you. That's hey, hey Brian, two things really quick, just like Booker T feels weird. Um, <laughs> the other thing, Brian, um, because we've saved you, you and I need to have a conversation about what you do with the cameras that you stop using and how I can get a hold of one. Because I know you got like eight cameras lying around that you're not using. So Actually, I have one that's like, it could be eventually here. I mean, yeah, we'll talk to him for sure. We'll, we'll have a conversation about that, sir. We will. You guys have a good show. Travis, you have a good one too, sir. You have nothing else for me? I don't Take think so. Run. Good. Good call, man. All right. Thank you. I'm not sure if I necessarily agree that <laughs> nothing's gotten better in 20 years. That's a little uh, broad. There, there are things I like, like guys can definitely run higher and, and or run faster and jump higher. Um, yeah. I think that yeah, matches certain are things better. like yeah, and like t- t- 20 years ago is what 1997. Like I, I have, I have women who can wrestle. And I, I appreciate that. Like, I do have, you know, guys who would be considered cruiserweights and small being treated sometimes in, in better ways. Like, I, me being an older person, the few characters that are contemporary, I can appreciate now. Um, so there are, there are things that have gotten better. Um, so I definitely argue that point. But, like, to his point, the, the things that have gotten worse are, are worse. Yeah. And this is where I thought he was going when he was talking about putting in new bulbs when you didn't need them, I immediately thought he meant having 20 writers on staff 
<laughs> to to you know to write this thing that if it was three yeah, guys, I didn't, it would be so much more effective. I didn't know the sim- the solution was the bulbs. I thought they put in whole like new like poles and everything. If it's just the the bulbs, then like oh yeah, just put the old bulbs back in. I thought they did a whole citywide reconstruction plan, put new telephone poles or 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 new uh, 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 traffic light poles up all over the place, and you know rewired it, and now they don't work in the wet. Like for real, it's mm-hmm. Minnesota. Y'all gotta no. know about Wh- working. That's in... gotta be your first, your first uh, uh, question. How does it hold up in you know minus fucking twelve? The reason that I'm going to have to, like, I'm always going to be at a certain level in, I guess you'd say, corporate America. Like, I'm super corporate. I'm always only going to exist at a certain level, and here's why. A lot of what I've done professionally, a lot of things that we see that we talk about, the bad things that happen are because people are trying to justify jobs that they shouldn't have. And that that just goes to what he was saying. Like, like, there's, huh? Yeah, jobs shouldn't, shouldn't exist. exist. Jobs just shouldn't be there. Yeah, so so like there's a new bulb guy. There's somebody who made a mint off of putting in these new bulbs when they didn't need them. But as soon as they said, hey, maybe we should use new bulbs, threw his name in the hat and got paid. I'm not mad at that man for getting paid. Mad at the people in charge for not realizing that it's unnecessary. Like Shane McMahon on SmackDown. Uh, but yeah, yeah. All right, let's keep things moving. Uh, you know what? Let me get one of these emails out of the way early. Er, not out of the way, but let me pace myself. Uh, Jabron, he chimes in from Vegas. Uh, what up, fellas? <clears throat> I have two questions uh, for y'all this week. Uh, with these rumors about Ronda Rousey coming to WWE or wanting to come to WWE, what do y'all think her role would be in the company? Uh, for me, I truly don't want to see her come in over to wrestling. I followed her for career as a fighter all the way back to when she started in Strike Force to UFC and I have to say she never got any better as a real fight as a real fighter and she fought some real competition and she got destroyed. Uh she couldn't take a loss in real fighting but now she wants to come into wrestling where where I'm supposed to believe she can take a loss in wrestling and not go into hiding as she did in the UFC, not taking anything from what she has accomplished as a fighter, but I just don't see it with her. Okay. Um, I mean, I guess I have to state the obvious that, you know, taking a worked loss is different and, you know, it's like no, but I like you know, your Yeah, but if you're in like, a play and you're written to have a woman like shoot you down as you like really nicely and politely like mm-hmm. ask her out and you're a gentleman and all that, and she like, no, you corny mm-hmm. ass motherfucker, I ain't going to, you know, like you're not like your confidence isn't shaken as if that yeah, happened like in real life. I don't play like so, I'm not playing Cameron Hawkins in a play though. Like, you know, my my little acting stint. Yeah, I played a guy named Martin who was nervous go about going out on a date. Like, if she takes well, no, 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 an L on no. Raw, Ronda or Rousey, who Ronda Rousey who who fights for a living, 
took a loss, and we didn't see her for two years. So how do you write a convincing story that Ronda Rousey loses a match on a Sunday and wrestles again on a Monday? Like, I understand Don't write that story. You have to, but that's the thing, though. I don't think he's saying, I don't believe that Ronda Rousey can do it. I think he's saying in the context of wrestling, even though it's a different thing, like how do you explain this that's exactly to me? What saying. Yeah, and 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 convince me. Like I it's it's a it's a good point because she's unique in that sense. Like Conor McGregor took that ill to Floyd Mayweather and was running his mouth the next day and was trying to fight somebody the next month. Like it's it's different. So they have to you know, they do have to take that into consideration. Unless Ronda Rousey goes to WWE and is uh, Tanya Terror, you know, unless <laughs> they make her out to be somebody different. If she's Ronda Rousey, UFC star, armbar star, heavy hitter, then they they do have to explain how wrestling is still important to her and she values this, but when she takes the loss, how she responds to it. Like, that's, that's a fair point. Um. Second question, with Matt Hardy finally going broken, do you think or believe WWE will give him full creative with his character and not have too much to put on what he says and does with this character? Absolutely not. They're not going to give him full create. No. Even Jericho Shawn Michaels that in the most and you know, got the most at least public publicly you know, when they had their feud in the 08 and 2010, they were given, I mean, almost complete creative control, but not complete creative control. Yeah. We, you know, like, as much as we have disliked Bray Wyatt over the last, what, two and a half years, or maybe, like, really, as much as we've disliked him since, like, a month after WrestleMania 30, um, somebody... Like we said, these people with jobs they shouldn't have, somebody's meticulously writing these Bray Wyatt promos. You know, so Bray Wyatt going blow for blow, shot for shot with Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy might be sitting there in the room while they're writing this stuff, but no, he definitely does not have autonomy. Like, he's saying, I think this will work and this will work and this will work, and they're probably taking the eight things that he says and then taking out the four they don't like and then rewriting the two that they agree on with him. So, no, um, I don't think anybody in WWE has complete control of anything. Like, you just you have to go through channels because these jobs exist. That's the structure that they have. Um, you know, blame whoever you want. Blame Ultimate Warrior or whoever. But, no. Um, I'm not sure control, if anybody no. have any kind of, should have full autonomy Agreed. over but, but do I think he has more influence than probably anybody else over what they say directly? Yes, but I think that also means he probably has to spend more time in meetings than anybody else because they have to approve every little thing. So, so yeah, no. In and 2017, and he probably as wants as he to is, be in those no. meetings. He probably wants to be in those meetings enough to make sure they don't screw him up. Oh, absolutely. And so he can be yeah, there and be like, think, no, "Not absolutely yeah, not so, going to work. I cannot make that yeah. work with this character or whatever." You know, however he puts it. <clears throat> Absolutely. So no, um, okay, that wasn't like, even his whole, whole, whole okay. question. Yeah. Uh, what 
he says in the thing. And also, how long do you think they would let him be broken? Meaning, is it just him? Is it just them saying, "Go ahead and do it and get it out of the way with this character," or just stop, or just a stopgap until Jeff comes back and they go back to being the old Hardy Boys? Do y'all think they could possibly let them both be broken when Jeff comes comes back from the injury? Um, and then he has a PS we'll get to. Um, this is not a stopgap. something that, yeah. Yeah, look, number one, um, for kind of some insight on this and how they feel about it, you should go to YouTube and you should watch our live stream of the Hardys at Comic-Con because they do kind of touch on this about, you know, how Matt feels about his broken character and what they do kind of going forward with that. Um, yeah, and, so yeah, and, going, sure and Lincoln, going back, going, like, thinking the 2020 hindsight is like, Oh, yeah, he was in, like, something was clearly in the works. Yeah, he knew it was coming. Yeah. The way that was answered and just the demeanor, it was like, yeah. He was like, yeah, I'm not going to yeah. say anything too much to jeopardize, you know, possibly jeopardize this. But it was way, yeah, too vague for, for yeah, yeah, you can tell something's up. Um yeah. And yeah, I don't think it's a stopgap. I mean, this is just going to be either broken with him, or he's going to play into the broken character, and and they'll do something with Jeff. This is uh, this isn't just get this out of your out of your system. This is let's see if this can make us some some money. Exactly. And so yeah, um, and I think you know if Jeff being because because you know the broken character is clearly a face, um, so. You know, they really still only and have. And he's broken. So it's a twist. Yeah, it's not broken. So already. Broken. So woke. They're already um, putting their, as they should, putting their thing on it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, they, we really only have, what, three, three, two tag teams on Raw right now this second. Like, when the, uh, uh, who, when the Revival comes back, they got a feud with somebody. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, uh, when, uh. Anderson and Gallows, isn't one of them hurt right now, maybe? Um, you know, they got to feud with somebody. So, no, like, there's there's really one face tag team on Raw being the Shield. So, yeah, I, I can't see a reason to break them up. I think they'll both be in sync with each other. You know, brother uh, brother Nero or cousin Nero, whoever they have him be, homeboy Nero, rich homie Nero, you know, whoever he is. Rich homie Nero. Um, yeah, man, I think he's going to be uh, – you know, right there in step with uh, with Woken Matt. Yo, Rich Homie Nero needs to drop a mixtape. I'm with it. By the way, did we? I mean, we've talked about it a bit on the show. We might have just done it on uh on the on the channel, but yo, Jeff Hardy's just the coolest guy. Like. Again, I don't get yeah, like, hung yeah. up over like seeing people, but he's just the coolest guy. Like he was nice to us for absolutely no reason. We just happened to be in close enough vicinity and look like yep. we were doing something important, and he thanked yeah. us. He had no yep. idea what we were doing. Yep. He just appreciated that we were there because he was there. Like you're here for thanks, me. Guys. Oh, thanks for being here for me. I appreciate yeah. it, man. Like in in a way that wasn't fake. Like. Oh gosh! Thank you guys for being here. He's like, nah, man. I pre- hey, yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah. And just kept moving. Went to, went to his plane. 
so nice. Uh, his P.S. Jabron's uh, uh, P.S. is um, what albums or artists do y'all have playing when you're in the car or or at home? Uh, P, uh, thanks, I'll be thanks, fellas. I'll be listening to the show. I mean, jeez, hey, what are you listening to right now, Cam? It's just limited to man. Um, to and uh, Jabron, I'm probably it. We're, it's still kind of in the works, but I think that um, I might be doing a quasi song album of the year, uh, either stream or uh, or YouTube vid this coming weekend. But you know, I've been listening to. I've been listening to the Gold Link album uh, at what cost since summer, so that's kind of my go-to. That's a seaman um, hyping that dude since like July. Yeah, I, that song came out. That the song, the single came out in in March. I, it's actually nominated for uh, best uh, best rap collabo uh, for the Grammys. So I'm super excited uh, that. Uh, gosh, and and I'm. Uh, I'm sitting here talking about it. The album's at what cost, but the song is uh, Crew. It's actually on my screen right now, Gold Link's Crew. Um, so I love the album at what cost. What I'm really listening to, even though I'll be 32 next week, I'm listening to the Apple Music uh, It's Lit playlist, which has a bunch of Cardi, uh, a bunch of G-Eazy, has uh, some Kodak on it, uh, got Migos on it, some Gucci Mane, uh these new kids, TK and uh, YBN Namir. Um, so really, I'm listening to and then like a uh, little pump. I'm listening to the young boy stuff right right now. Why are you listening album, to little pump? Cause cause Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really on the young boy playlist right now. But the albums um, I really been listening to in rotation are uh, the Sid uh, album, this Gold Link album. Uh, the Division album, and uh, I think that's about it. Uh, yeah, just uh, that Apple is Lit playlist and uh, Gold Link, Sid, and Division. Um, pretty much all year, I've just kind of been listening to, like, they put out so much music, friggin' Slug Christ and the Suicide Boys. But I've, I've just revisited, um, revisited. Damn, they came out in June. But the Two Chains, Pretty Girls, like trap music album. It's like it's a really good album. Like just that's, that's up there with my albums of the year. It's it's super solid all yeah, the way through. I mean, it's fourteen tracks. Yeah, fourteen tracks. There are three that I will skip and. And that's only because they're kind of sing songy, you know. To me, the Nicki song one, is a throwaway. Nicki um, on it, like, but the yeah, rest of yeah, that that that's the one song that's really a throwaway to me. Everything else, I pretty much like. Even like it's a vibe, like nah, okay, fine, yeah, sure, fine, yeah, I'll leave that, that on. See, that's know. my like, that's my that we we threw a whole party off of that song, so right. you know. Right. <laughs> That was I, I have a uh, a poster in my that I still need to put up from from my boat party in the summer and the theme was it's a vibe so that's my jam but that's like that's really in in ways that and crew are kind of the same song as far as the tempo and the feel but but yeah um what I threw away that knob album about as soon as I got it um the Action Bronson album is okay but it's not as good as his last album 
Um, Wait a second, his ass album was not great. I, I, like I, but party, I, you know, okay. Yeah, weird. I thought Blue Chips Seven Thousand is okay. I thought the last album was a bit better. Um, uh, the Lil Uzi album, I played that a lot over the last couple of months. I'm only, I there's a few songs I like off that right now. Um, yeah, that um, that Apple Music list is what got me though, man. It really uh, is really strong. Um, and but everybody, everybody needs to stop rapping about Xanax, man. Xanax not that cool, man. Like let's 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 stop doing drugs, guys. Plus, Zanny bars was never. They always were weird. It made me. Feel, I mean, it made me feel weird. But the 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 the, the, the regular round like diamond, you know, whatever. Tip, you know, the horse bars. That's what we called them. They were. Yeah, they make you feel. That was in my early twenties pill days. So, but uh, oh yeah, Lord Narf, she did a mixtape with Slug Christ, so I kind of got in her. But oh, I got that Jadena album because Dre was hype about one of the singles off of there. And yeah. He's really sorry. rapping on there though, like he really he's is. Really rapping. And it's, yeah, it's like I'm so confused. Like I, it's like when I got the Ty Dolla Sign album a year or so ago, I expected mm-hmm. like him to be rapping, and then it was this this singing album. And I get this Jadena album, I'm like, oh, he's gonna be singing and shit, and I'll just you know go in knowing that this is going to be an R&B album, and he's rapping on like three quarters of this thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But but yeah, uh, that super slimy uh, future uh, Young Thug mixtape is is. Uh, it's, it's a really strong first half album, and it kind of falls off the table. And it falls apart. Um, okay. Oh, see, yeah. we're usually not uh, yeah. on the same page when it, it comes to It fell apart. Miguel's album is, like we're doing a show now, Miguel's album was a disappointment, man. Um, and the strong is, like, Skywalker is a strong song to me. Um, that album was disappointing. Yeah, I think, um, I don't know if you've heard... Uh, Scissor song Love Galore, that's probably top ten, top five songs of the year for me. That was a really strong one. Um, yeah, what else? Uh, just a lot of stuff. Oh, uh, Claire. Uh, there's also oh the Cozy Tapes Volume Two, no one. It's like a year, almost two the, years. The ASAP old, tape, right? Yes, ASAP Mod Joint. But yeah. I just got into it. So I mean, you um. Because as everybody will know what we're talking about, um, where would you put if you had to rank a top ten songs, top ten songs of the, of the of the year? And the caveat is the song has to be a song everybody kind of knows. Where would you put one through ten, Bodak Yellow? Top three? Yeah, I can't see it under four, like, man. Like, if that's... it's not in the top three, like it was, the, it was, it was definitely song of the summer. Yeah. Right, and it's because Absolutely. it's still everywhere. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. still all on the radio, and I'm and somehow I'm not completely sick of it. Yeah. Oh. That's you, I guess. Yeah. I think it might be. No, I'm not doing anything. I, that wasn't me. No, no, but, no. But um, no, no. <laughs> oh, somebody else. Um, no, I think it's it's got to be. I probably like even if it's not my favorite song. Like I'd have to say it's either the song of the year or the runner up. Like it just is. Um 
just the whole trajectory yep. of it, because we talk about this, like you technically you were a Cardi fan because before I was as a person, and Faye was mm-hmm. a Cardi fan before I was as a person. So like this is something like I didn't even catch the, the initial wave, but you know from Instagram to Love and Hip Hop to this, it's a it's an amazing story, and it would be dope to see her culminate that with like the top rap song of the year at the Grammys. That would be so cool. Um, really but yeah, would. I think it's. If it's not your song of the year, you gotta you got a lot of explaining to do about why it's not, because that's it's it's heavy, man. Salute to her. Oh, I, okay. So the same question. Let's go with something because I just look into my uh, albums. Uh, so where would you put congratulations? It's way up. Is there. that in? Does it? It's way up there. Hmm? Okay. Um, okay. I think. I remember I got on you because you were late on that. But no, here's the thing though. I oh, think no, Rockstar no, is a better song than Congratulations. I, I was on that shit. I think Rockstar is a better song. Um, I and I think Rockstar is performing better than Congratulations. Congratulations is great, but I think yeah. if you're only allowed to have one song, I think Rockstar is a better song. And that's like, I, you know what's crazy? Um, like I say that, and I, I still do feel like that. But I'd still put both of them probably in the top ten. Like that's congratulations is really good, um, and it has. I think Quavo is a better feature than Twenty One is. Um, oh, yeah. that song, Rockstar. Yeah, 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 for sure. I think that's a even, better song. Even even though, yeah, yeah, even though it, uh, uh, this was Twenty One's year. I mean, it's it's. Um, it's an album or whatever it's called. It's a it's a tape. Um, it's it's really going good. to be on my top ten favorite albums of the year when I finally do that. You know, first yeah. second week of January. Like, it's really good. You know, it's like yeah. just came out of nowhere. Like, damn, I fuck with Twenty One Savage. It's like hard. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. But you know, I think I'd probably still put Congratulations in the top ten. But that means I have to put Rockstar really high because I think it, I think it's a better. Yeah, I wouldn't. I think Congratulations is. is a, have you heard uh, Have you heard No Limit uh, with G Easy, Cardi, and uh, ASAP Rocky? No, or if I have it, way up there. It's okay. yeah. I'm gonna. I'll make sure you get that. That's a. That's really good. Like a late in the year, a bunch of good songs came out. But yeah. What's it called? G Easy. Uh, no Limit. So it's G Easy. No. I'm sh- I'm sure someone has wrestling questions for us as we <laughs> as we yeah. keep going. But no, thanks, uh, Jabron. That was a that was a fun exercise, man. We appreciate it. And tell us what you listened to that you haven't listened to that we that we talked about. We'd love to hear an email about that. There it goes. Yeah, no, I've never heard this joint. Let's uh, let's talk to Kylan and completely uh, switch it up. (laughs) Kylan's like, yeah, no, that's the easy song. What up? (laughs) Not how you listen to Cardi B. (laughs) Wait wait a second. There you go. (laughs) There you go. If I, I don't, I don't, 
Oh, my goodness. You need to behave, Miss Furlow. <laughs> I, did, I did not put up to that. <laughs> uh, that just brings back memories of that man. <laughs> She's not having it, boy. That man. <laughs> yeah. So what's uh what's up, Kyle? What's on your mind? Uh, um, I I have some clarifications for you on a couple things before I get to my questions. First okay. off, re- regarding next Wednesday's NXT special, NXT is on at 6 Central. What? So what's coming... So what's coming on in the, at the usual, uh, you know, prime time uh, spot? So eight, seven central. Uh, something nine WWE? They're going to like play NCIS or something? I I haven't heard, but I I would either oh, that or cool. either that or Chris Lee knows best or Modern Family, one of those. I guess. I mean, that doesn't. Not that they should, but that if you're gonna do WWE week, why not just? Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's odd. And, and then, yeah. from from what I've heard from some people, apparently the the NXT special is going to be. Some kind of a highlight special, so we'll see, like, the best of, what limited best of there is of Alistair Black and Andrade Cien Almas and best of current stars of NXT, pretty much. Mm. I I guess they're doing this so they don't confuse network subscribers or whatever reason. Everybody knows. Not what's popping in Decatur specifically. <laughs> All right, that's not even a good song. So, um, sorry, Colin, just derailed your whole thing. What were you saying? My yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, as, I was, as I was saying. 
How far do you think he will allow Matt to go? Wait, well, so well, my, so sport so that's a so that's not Jabron uh, asking just of his own volition. That's like Sports Illustrated said he's got or talked about him having full creative control. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Just so I'm clear. Wow. Yep. That's, that's impressive. What? <sighs> that, that okay, and then I can, that, yeah, I'm getting on the front. about it today. He's like, hey, I read that shit. <laughs> like, I'm not making that up. That's amazing. That's uh, that's something I never thought, thought, you know, I mean, damn, for Matt Hardy? <laughs> <laughs> You know, like, ah, Rock, okay, sure. Again, Jericho and Michaels, uh, you know, proven veteran, smart guy. Absolutely. Matt Hardy in the Woken universe? Not that they wouldn't do it, but full, yeah. I guess he's saying, hey, we need we need buzz, and if this gives us buzz, why the hell not? I'm just more surprised that he can't. I guess he's probably saying this is already something that's not ours, that people aren't going to already know it's not events creation. So, you know, what are the chances it's going to be the greatest thing in the world? And I'm just going to, you know, like, mm, uh, small. And if it flops, we can just pull the plug on it or go, I ah, see, that's why we don't give creative control to people. Okay. So that's interesting. Yeah, my bad, Jabron, for assuming – you were out of your mind. So that's cool. Yep. Justin Barrasso of Sports Illustrated mentioned that. So, Jabron, you are not crazy. And for my second question, uh, you might want to defer to Mike from Brooklyn if he's on the line to help you with this. But with with the with Guy Callis and. Scott the Scott the Moore being promoted to executive vice president of Impact as of yesterday and roster changes forthcoming. Are there any names that either? Used to be in WWE that are now working in Impact or names that are in Impact now on the current roster that haven't been to WWE that you would like to see go there when Don Callis comes in in January. And brings in new people. Do you know enough folks over there, Cam? My, my answer was no. 
um, either way. <laughs> like, I don't want to see anybody go to WWE. I don't want to see anybody from WWE go over there. Because, like, and what I base all this around, man, is Finn Balor. Like, I look at a guy who's probably, and we, we're doing this top ten stuff, but he's absolutely one of the ten most talented guys in that company. Probably one of the ten or twenty most talented wrestlers in the whole world, and the boss can't see what's a big deal about him. TNA, when they have people who are big deals, they put them in their main events, but don't know how to put interesting stories around them. So, no, I, I, there's really nobody I want to see. I don't wish that on anybody in WWE, and I would love if everybody who's good in Impact could just collect a WWE check and not have to deal with Impact. So, no, not really, just because if, if WWE already can't give the time to the guys who we know are commodities, then I really wouldn't want to see anything transition one way or another because I don't believe those guys who are commodities can get the type of treatment that they need in TNA. Like, I'd love to see uh, Bruce's boy, uh, what's my guy's name, Travis? Trevor Lee. I'd love to see Trevor Lee get into the ring with the Garganos and the Almoses and the Aleister Blacks and even, people of that Not in the ring, just in that context, in that, especially the NXT context where he, like the way Bruce Height has been talking about him for two years, and then he goes to TNA and they just, it's just, you know, it's, it's the impact. It's what they do. Yeah. They could get Roman Reigns right now and he'd be the coldest thing by April. He just would not matter in the in the industry because he's because Impact just are idiots, All right? He he'd be feuding with Patron over something stupid. It'd be dumb. Um, uh, shit, I forgot what I was where I was going going with that. But I'd like to see Rockstar Spud and they, oh no 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 that's why I was going with Trevor Lee. So in an NXT context, he'd come over and you know. Yeah, he has great matches, but he wouldn't just be in some spot fest six four six way to start a pay per view. He'd be in a personal feud with Johnny Gargano in a real deal thing with thing with Alistair Blair. All right, echoes coming. As Travis, as we're having this conversation, I read a tweet that says. Listening to Don Callis review TakeOver War Games, glad Impact Wrestling is continuing their fine tradition of putting irrelevant hacks in charge of their company. Golly! Like, I, ooh. I mean, it sounds like he's, what, trashing that show or being negative? He's trashing that. He's trashing that man. Like, that was was our buddy Callie. Like, God. No, 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 Don Callis. He's responding to... Callus or somebody reviewing. No, no, no. The show. He's just saying in, in general. He, he no, he's just saying that he's reviewing war games on one side, and then this also, oh. I guess, came at the same time they said he'd be put in charge of Impact. <laughs> so, as a side note, um, glad to see Impact hiring like irrelevant people. It's like, gosh, like I, ooh. yeah, maybe he trashed war games, but I think this is more just an indictment on him than anything else. Yikes! I mean, it happened to come on the timeline right when I, right when that happened. I mean, has Don Callis been in charge of anything and had spectacular fa- or just failures? Uh, you got me. 
I don't think so. <laughs> John Callis ain't been in charge of no nothing in a, on a national level. I don't yeah. even know if he's done. I mean, I'm sure he probably has done like local and you know some regionals or some indie stuff. But jeez, I mean, hard, at this man. point, it's like, why the hell not Don Callis? You know, we try Vince Russo or Jeff Jarrett for the twenty seventh time. Let's go. So anyway. Um, uh, Kylan, did you have a, 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 some final words? Final words. I, I was just going to say Don Callis has not had any national booking or creative experience anywhere. Yeah. Although, as I'm sure you know, he, he is regarded right now as probably the best color commentator around by most people with New Japan. Mm-hmm. 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 I mean, good luck to you. I don't. I don't think the guys are relevant. Like, do your thing, man. I hope. It, I hope you improve on the thing that needs improving upon. Yeah, appreciate the call, Kylan. As always. Let's uh let's uh you know what let's get to one more of these emails. This one's from John M. John chimes in. Hey guys, uh, how's it going? It's been a few weeks since I've wrote in. I have a few topics I wanna bring up. Uh, number one, I like everything they've been doing with Jason Jordan lately. Turning heel by taking advantage of Kurt Angle's position and calling him dad when he wants something he hasn't earned. He's improved a lot on the mic compared to his NXT days. I agree. I'm one of the few, I think, that are enjoying pretty much everything that Jason Jordan has been doing. Even when, you know, even when he was just Kurt Angle's son guy, I knew just hanging there, it'll, you know, it'll get better. And it's definitely gotten better. And the crowd catching on, but... You don't know, like, are, do they just hate him or are they catching on to his heelish? Uh, you know, you just don't know. They just, they just hate the guy. No, and it's that thing where when they were in NXT and Gable is clearly the better wrestler, as I put up my air quotes, he's like, and Gable's fantastic. Like, I've been saying since then, like, Jason Jordan is the future. Like, you just look at the kid and he's big, he's strong, he's good looking, he's got a great physique. Um, got a good smile, like that's the kind of guy that Vince McMahon like likes and wants like on top of his company. So like, it's one of those things where somebody who's somebody of our age, like we didn't see Hulkamania come. I think I'm slightly too young. Like you know, I remember when Rock debuted in Survivor Series, and I got to kind of watch that. But that's also like I'm at a different age. Like, so I can't, like, analyze everything that I'm seeing as it's going on. Like, John Cena, I did see that. Like, Randy Orton, I did see that. Like, guys, you saw basically from start to stardom. Um, and I think, and Roman Reigns, and we see that not going the way they want it to, but still happening. So, like, Jason Jordan is a chance, I feel like, based on what I see for me to get in on the ground floor. And, yeah, you've seen the improvement. And when you're somebody like me who roots for the kid for reasons, like, yeah, I'm also, like you, Travis, I'm a fan of what he's done so far, and I just, I see him developing and, and wanted to keep going. 
Yeah, and in a real time sense, like not. I'm not like, oh, I think they they're feeling the heat now. And they're like, no, let's turn them. I think that was probably the whole the plan all along. Like I've I've really enjoyed his position, and even when he was, you know, being you know saccharine, sweet, you know, babyface in in the beginning, and the crowd just wasn't buying it. I was. Yeah, like right there. Like, yeah, this no, this is just you got to stick it with seems it. He's on schedule. Going. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, John continues to number two. Will Nia and Enzo's on-screen relationship hurt or help their pushes? Where they put the where they put together uh, as punishment for for Nia walking away for a few weeks and Enzo getting on everyone's nerves backstage. Man, I have no idea, and I don't even know how I, I feel about this because all we have to go by is, you know, how you doing and googly eyes. I'm afraid they're going to, you know, do the hey, look, the big ladies with the small guy humor, uh, right? Like, and yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm not for that. Uh, and and also I just don't I I just don't understand why personality wise from what we get on TV and what the little bit of stuff that we get from like her social media and if you follow her snap she's really she's really cool and you know fun loving kind of lady like that just does one well, neither character seems like the type to go for an Enzo type yeah. like yeah you know but you know people like what they like. And if they make it make some sense, you know, I guess I'm for it. <laughs> and as far as, like, just putting two acts together that people don't like or got under somebody's skin or something, I mean, I can't, you know, yeah, maybe. Well. Uh, three, finally the 205 guys get a genuine reaction out of the crowd. It only took a year. <laughs> Drew Gulak is the breakout star of the division. Yeah, well, uh, who knew that he had charisma one year ago? Well, it helps that they were in front of that L.A., that just super smart crowd that knew everything. They were into everything, or at least they knew of everything. You know, they weren't like, who's this guy? What's happening in the storyline? You know, they were up on, they were current with everything. And, I mean, you say Drew, I mean, I, I, I mocked you or scoffed at the idea of Drew Gulak being a breakout star, but who the fuck else is, is it? It ain't yeah. none of the baby faces they've tried, you know, with TJP or Rich Swan or even Cedric or... Uh, Tazawa, none of those guys are have c- caught on, like in any real way. And of all the goons, of all the heels, you know, besides Enzo, Enzo's you know pr- pretty obviously a big deal over there. But shit, I think yeah, you know, I think it's like Gulak and probably. Further down, you know, far, far away is Davari. Yeah. 
And I mean, even with Gulak, like, maybe Noam Dar. won the match. Like, everyone in the match, I told Faye. I was like, yo, here comes a PowerPoint. And I was kind of hyped for it. So, like. But then it was just. Yeah. Elias. Well, again, was super over. Again, that crowd just was, like, really into Elias. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 this is one of those things where you go, remember six months ago when Elias debuts, like, for real? This guy, is he ready? Whatever. And it's just that thing where Vince sees this moment, like, Nope, when he finally gets over it's gonna it's gonna work. So and he's not there yet, it hasn't completely like clicked and or, or turned over because we still don't know who the hell he is. they don't do anything with the drifter gimmick besides have him, you know, play a few songs, you know, play strum his guitar. Uh can't be a drifter if you're not like you know dumpster diving and you know, smashing truck stop whores and that kind of thing. Like that's that drifter life. And number four from John Roman, not bring, being self-aware again, claiming to have to earn to have earned everything he got uh, when he gets more opportunities than anyone else. Oh, okay, Roman not being self-aware. Oh, that was just one thought. Um, well, maybe yeah. he gets more opportunities than anyone else because he deserves them more than anyone else. You ever think mm-hmm. of that, John? I thought he said what he <laughs> maybe had to many... say in that promo. Like, yeah, he, that's why I did say he took a step back. Like, nah. Even the way he looked at Jason Jordan with that, you kidding me face? It's just like, you might be right, and those emotions might work. Like, in a vacuum, work for what? Like, But you're Roman Reigns, you've you can't just be that smug and they're like, what, this guy? Because even if you are absolutely 102% correct with a 2% margin of error, uh, you're still mm-hmm. Roman Reigns, and you got to be careful the way you look at people, even, you know, insufferable brat heels. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe many wouldn't feel this way, but if we... Maybe many wouldn't feel this way if we didn't know how he got to where he is. Okay, yeah. At that, uh, in that respect, how much does it does being an insider fan hurt your outlook on pro wrestling as entertainment? Do we lose an aspect of fandom that non-insider fans have? Not referring to casual fans, but lifelong fans. No, no, no. I get you. Um, yes, we do uh, certainly. But I think that's made up by. By, by what we gain, and even if it's just to be corny, but in community, you know, and having most insider fans don't have the reason the community is, I don't even say strong, but as vocal as it is, is because we don't have, oh, he's got the brass knuckles on a little <laughs> display, uh, because we don't have, like, n- normal sports fans have can go to work and talk about the local sports team the next, you know, Monday after big big Sunday uh, game or whatever. You got Bob at the damn friggin' gas station that's like, yeah, how about those Eagles or whatever? And y'all talk. Wrestling fans, you know, especially ardent ones like us, we ain't got nobody to talk to but each other in our regular yep. day-to-day lives. I can't walk into my job 
and talk about how Vincent Mann is Barry and Finn Balor. It's not going to make sense. It's like, not 1999. Even, that was, like, the only time you could do that. Like, yeah, like, even watching with, like, me talking to somebody who, who like, somebody's like, yeah, I watched wrestling last night. I liked X, Y, and Z. And then me trying to, matter of fact, that's a bad example. A girl that sits across from me um, in the office really likes, really liked Justice League. And my immediate instinct was like, why? And then I'm talking about all these things that are wrong with the movie that don't have anything to do with her enjoyment of the movie. And I realize I sound like a crazy person. Like, as the conversation is going on. Oh, no, I sound ridiculous. You talk about so Zack Snyder. Talk. And she's like, who? I don't fucking know the damn yeah, director. I don't care about that. I don't care about any, like... And her reasoning was great. She was like, I follow... I'm more familiar with the characters in DC. Like, people like what's familiar. Like, not everybody cares about how the sausage is made. Some people just want to eat sausage and enjoy the sausage. And when you see how it's made, or at least to a point, and you just keep watching and keep watching and keep watching, it'll drive you crazy if nobody wants to talk about how it's made. So when you finally find somebody, yeah, it, it just, yeah. Or people... Or just sticking with the sausage analogy, or people have uh, have a visceral wait. Ruby versus Sonya. Oh, they're on opposite. They're on. They're not on the same. Yeah. Okay. Um, they have a visceral. They go. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to. Like when you start talking about insider wrestling stuff or insider movie stuff, Zack Snyder and and this showrunner, and they go. I don't want to mm-hmm. talk about that. Remember when he shot the guy with the blaster and he fell out the window and a guy caught? They want to exactly. talk about the action of the movie. So it's mm-hmm. like here we are, not farmers, but you know whatever works in the in the sausage analogy. We don't mind, mm. we can we are not repulsed by the sausage being made. That is very intriguing. Matter of fact, it's a part of the story. Did you see those ad those new additives they got? Did you see the new the new smoke? You know. Smokehouse chips they put in to make the meat smoky. Whatever, we're all into that. People just want to fry this shit up and fucking eat it for breakfast, <laughs> and not and not deal with the the mess and and all that. How it's made, we enjoy both sides of it. And do we lose something? Uh, yes, but again, I think it's made up by uh, just having a more intimate knowledge of. Uh, of what's going on, and also the community, as I said. So, mm. all right, let me uh, um, let me run, but I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna call back in, uh, hopefully in about uh, ten fifteen minutes, because I still got to make my way to the uh, to the practice. But I'll be back on here in a little bit. All right. All right. Talk to you in a bit. Yeah. So uh, Cam's schedule in the next few weeks, few months. As if, as you might remember last winter when he does his uh, uh, Little League basketball coaching. It's practice on Wednesday night, so he has to run uh, at the 90-minute mark. But he says he'll call back in in a bit. So let's uh, head back to the Constellation Lines. And, again, thanks, John, for that email. And... Um, Man, chat room has been abandoned for like a month. Look at Zelina. 
Um, let's, let's go out to Phoenix. Talk to Brian. 26-year Pro Wrestling Torch newsletter and VIP subscriber. Brian, what's happening? Hey, Travis. Hope you have a real good night. How things going with you? Uh, things are going. Well, that's uh, good to hear. Hey, you met, you uh, tweeted something, maybe it was yesterday, about your second time having tamales. And, um, yeah. And you said, you know, they were just, you just said they were just okay? Yeah, yeah. I, like, I had tamales for the first time last October, like this time, like a year ago, let's just say. And um, a black woman made them for me. Now, she's a chef, right? Like, she... I have I had never had a bad meal. She is great. She's an executive chef or a sous chef or whatever. She runs her own kitchen. So the woman can put it down in the kitchen. So I thought, oh, maybe it's just, you know, it's some, I wouldn't expect, uh, I wouldn't expect, um, you know, somebody to, I mean, whatever, take your your ethnic food and, you know, if somebody else makes it, it might not be as good or authentic. So I thought, nah, you know, Christina made them. Maybe it's not. They're not so good. But to, to, but these ones I had yesterday, last night. Like somebody's abuela made them. Like you know, real deal Mexican old woman made them tamales, and they were just okay. And I was like, oh, maybe I'm just not a tamale guy. You know, like maybe I just have to. But somebody also put on Twitter in the in the comment like the search for a great tamale never ends. So, but. It's not like I was going to ever turn that. It's not nasty or bad. I ate it and I gobbled it up. <laughs> it just was like, eh, that was just that was something to eat. So, yeah. Was it like chicken or beef or pork or what? I or couldn't corn? tell you. Interesting. I, okay. I, I couldn't. I had to stop and think, and I almost posted on Twitter like, you don't eat the the, the wrapping, right? Because <laughs> it looks like food. Like, it looks like something you could just, like, a crunchy, like, outer layer. <laughs> but I, I kind of, like, nibbled on it. It was like, oh, no, I can't even bite through this thing. That would have been a bad, a that's bad a, digestive night. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Had me in the bathroom all jacked up. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I won't stop uh, searching for the perfect tamale, but uh, as of now... They're just, uh, tamales are just okay. And that's something as a kid that's, like, something that should be just, that's built up as, like, a really, really good food. And that's like when I was six and we were in the deli and I begged my parents to get the, the cheese with the holes in it, like the cartoon. Like, it's cheese with, it's delicious. The, the, the cartoon mice love it. And got home and <laughs> ate it and it was, made me throw up. It was, Swiss cheese is horrible, like, yeah, I don't even want to be in the same room with it. So, yes, you just think certain things should be one way, and then they're not. But but by no so, way were tamales the Swiss cheese of, of, of when I was six. So, no. <laughs> Go ahead. So, so sticking with the uh, Eat, Eat Coast cast, yeah, um, kind of like yourself, you know, you grew up in Philly, I grew up in Detroit, never had a tamale until I moved out here to Phoenix. And there's, by the way, mm. uh, this weekend coming up, there's a uh, – the Tamale Festival I'm actually going to go to. And, oh, uh, I did the Fajita Festival in Buddha uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I went to the one. Well, I didn't go. I just happened to be meeting 
my weed guy in the middle of the damn fajita festival. Perfect place to have a fajita festival too. Well, anyway, um, but yeah, like a whole festival <laughs> built around one dish, not the Mexican food festival. We're gonna pick this one <laughs> specific dish. Yeah, but but as I learned, there's a whole like thing surrounding tamales and community and family, and everybody gets together to make them. I didn't know all that, so. Yeah, and uh, interesting because I've been I, I I've been actually interested in getting some fajitas lately because I'm I'm not had any in a while, so I've been thinking about that in the back of my mind. But um, so um, East Coast cast, yeah. So just like, well, fajitas is one thing, but yeah, just I just never was really exposed to any real good Mexican food growing up in Detroit. There's a whole subsection in southeast Detroit called Mexican Town, all one word, Mexican Town. And I, as a kid slash young adult, when I had my own car and I had my own job and I could do stuff, I just never went to Mexican Town at all to have any food. So uh, um, so that's that. A couple things real quick. So I dialed on May, uh, 41 minutes ago. I didn't hear you talk about um, Daniel Bryan and uh, Shane McMahon about that look at the end of SmackDown. And I was talking to yeah. a friend of mine at work who's, you know, kind of semi-smart. You know, he's in the middle between being a fan and still, you know, hey, did you hear that, you know, blah, 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 blah stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah that sounds random. interesting, you know. So, I'm, um, so did you already talk about, you know, is, is this – I, you know, I, I still yeah, go on I my said, thing and I'm telling my friend – go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I said uh, that that look that Shane – that Brian gave Shane and Shane said – if they don't win their match next week or at the, whatever it's supposed to be, it's at the pay-per-view, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're fired. And Brian yeah. just and – and Shane walks off, and Brian never stops looking at him. He just – and I said, when Brian cuts his, his big heel promo or his big explanation promo in three weeks or a month or whatever, that's the moment he's going to refer to. Like – Wrestlers cheat. Wrestlers interfere. That's the that's just so run of the mill. But because you don't like these guys, you're going to use your power to like ruin their livelihoods and not like not just from like he said he went the extra. The fact that Shane went the extra mile. I didn't bring this part up earlier, but the fact that Shane went the extra mile and said not just from SmackDown, but from WWE, like. Damn, he don't want him to be able to work and make no big time money. It was just super petty for something like, oh, they're interfering in matches, and well, you deal with them like a damn wrestling commission commissioner, and you put them in matches and stipulations, and you wear them down, and you know, like we dealt with for twenty five years in this modern, you know, form of, of, of televised wrestling. So I think that's. Uh, that's going to be the moment Brian references. Like, I, I, that's when I knew I had to, I had to, uh, I had to act, and I went to those guys, and 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 we hatched our plan or whatever. And, that's and you know what? It, you last week you mentioned uh, tough enough ZZ, and and you talked about this part as well, where Brian Daniel had that speech about, hey, you know, I, I'm not going to throw him, kick him off because. That was not that wasn't him, but you know I wasn't I was rejected by the authority the authority quote unquote and you know and I ended up ended up you know succeeding on my own so I can, that's that same rationale I mean of course he's not going to say that on TV you know the ZZ part but if you think about it they, they 
it's all laid out for Daniel. And as and, and we go with this next part, Travis, I'll still, I told this guy this at work today, I never want to see Kurt Angle wrestle in WWE, even though I liked how they laid out his match with the Shield and everything. I still didn't want him to wrestle. And then saying that, I still don't want to see Daniel Bryan wrestle again. But unfortunately, it seems like we're going to go down this road where it's going to be Shane versus Daniel. And how they're going to do it, I have no idea. And you think that's going to be what, WrestleMania? You know what, and it's interesting, Trav. I'm glad you mentioned that part, too. And I was going to say this, is that we keep saying, like, okay, is it going to be Triple H versus Kurt Angle at WrestleMania? Is it going to be Daniel versus Shane at WrestleMania? We've got to start remembering that almost every month is WrestleMania. Not, you know, that's not that's not being serious, of course. But right. they, the they have proven like that they will put these big matches on a B-brand, a off-brand pay-per-view. Yep. But still, so, because it's December, you know, I don't... Yeah. I mean, they could have That's Shane and Brian at the Rumble. I mean, they could. But, again, this season, it just makes... It just makes... Uh, it makes a lot of sense to... Uh... Oh, Killian Dane's getting a one-on-one match. Wow. Um, Speaking of Shane real quick, quick, so somebody said this about how Shane keeps booking himself in matches. And, uh, you know, maybe Shane McMahon, the son of the promoter, the executive, is doing that. But that's not true as far as storyline is concerned. Now, uh, Trav, you have a better memory for this than I do. But I think Shane, since he's been back, he's been in three matches, right? He's been with Taker. With, well, actually four. So he's been with Taker. He was in the Survivor Series uh, match last year. He was with AJ at WrestleMania, and then he's been with Kevin Owens. Now, two of them, the Owens match and the AJ match, you could say he booked himself. But remember, um, Vince put him in the um, Undertaker match, and then Daniel Bryan put him in the Survivor Series match. So he's not really in the storyline mode. He's not booking himself. Sure. Well, let's say 50-50. Let's say that part. Right, he's yeah. Out of four, he's booked himself in two of those four matches. No, that's that's fair. I mean, I don't. Uh, that's not my problem with Shane that he's booking himself in matches. That's like no. Yeah. Um, somebody said that on one of the torch audios that he, Shane keeps booking himself in everything. And, you know, and uh, I know you know that's what we talk as humans. But this hyperbole about you know, um, I'll tell you, and, and I know since I, I'm gonna let some other calls get on the phone, but since Cam's not here, I'll talk a little bit more. Is that I yeah, listen yeah, to so. Mike McMahon? I listen to Mike McMahon and Andrew Socheck's. Like they do an after audio show after their uh, Impact Wrestling thing on Thursday. They do like an after show for thirty minutes or so. The VIP. The worst. Yeah. yeah the VIP side. I'm sorry. It's on the VIP, VIP side. Uh, free guide. The worst torch audio ever. These guys Whoa. are. I mean, well, Mike McMahon is the worst. Andrew Socheck is somewhere after that, but. They talk in so much absolute, and you know that humans, we do that, where, okay, it's like, for example, Mike McMahon said uh, last Thursday that Stephanie's been on TV, on, she's been on TV hundreds of times, and now Trav, hundreds can be 200, it's technically hundreds. You know, to me, 200, if you say you have $200, that's not, you don't got hundreds of dollars. You know, you may be three or 400, but to say she's been on right. TV hundreds of times, that's kind of stretching it. And, you know, these uh, these two guys just... Got to be. I'm not sure if you've ever listened to it. They got to be the worst commentators. In, in, on, Wait, on hasn't the, she been on TV hundreds of times? Is that unfair I, to I, say? I, you know what? 
I'd say I'd say it's pushing it because if you think fifty two times fifty two times uh or the fifty two weeks in a year, and if we go back to the attitude era, it's cutting it close two hundred times on TV. Uh, you know SmackDown and Raw when they were you know one brand. Damn, it's SmackDown. It close. Raw's been on. Raw's been on ninety ninety three. I mean, right, but I'm thinking of three episodes, like you know, whatever, fifteen hundred episodes or some shit. You don't think she's been on three hundred of them? Like during the Alliance, she was on for whatever three straight months. During the uh, the Authority, straight months every week. It's about her or whatever. I just I just don't think that's a stretch. It's not like she's been on ninety five times and they exaggerate it. She's been on hundreds of times to- episodes. SmackDown. Pay-per-views. I mean, even if you don't include pay-per-views, just TV. Main know. event? You get in your zones where you're chamber on no damn main event. <laughs> you get in these zones right. where you're just like, uh, you know, I guess my, the, Sochek and McMahon are going, <laughs> they just made the list. <laughs> and then the VIP, the Sochek and McMahon rant of the week, is that what we had me and Rich got to look forward to? <laughs> No, I'll keep. I'll keep that. With no, me. I actually kind of am looking forward to that. If, if yeah, but that means you have to listen to their shows every week. So yeah, yeah, I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> um, so um, a torch show unless Pat McNeil's on it, and then I'll talk all the shit because he's terrible. Did you ever make a piece with Sean Radkin, by the way? Yeah, I never really had no beef with Sean. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I know it was like a joking part that Jody, that Jody Double Crosser, Sean Radkin. I know it was like a joke. Um, so, um, matter of fact, Sean just came through for things. me uh, a couple weeks ago. So, <laughs> so, so um, I saw on um, I, I saw online where you can pay what a hundred dollars to get Ric Flair to call you. Did you see that uh, that that article or maybe that that thing about that? Mm-mm. Okay, I, I'm pretty sure I saw it on Facebook, where there is like you know you can like you know go to rickflair.com and you can buy t-shirts and stuff and there's like one option where if you pay a hundred dollars he'll call you. You need to of course leave your phone number with him. But I was thinking that uh, a certain Kurt Hoffman may be able to, you know, give him <laughs> ten bucks. I'm sure he'll call you. Yo, Kirk could make some serious money if he was willing to, like, you know, skirt the law a little bit. <laughs> like, go to rickflair.com, R-I-C-K dot flair dot com, you know, send, send uh, uh, you know, 30 bucks, you know, a little discount. And then, mm-hmm, leave your voice there or something. You, you... You tell me somebody going to know the difference. <laughs> and you know Flair is F-L-A-I-F-L-A-R-E. So R-I-C-K-F-L-A-R-E for Flair. You get what you pay for. There you go. Darn that spell check. I tell you, darn that spell check. Hey, so I'm going to... I'm going to let you go in on uh, the one thing I'll talk about is that I mentioned this before now. Um, by the way, there is going to be a, an exclusive VIP uh, portion of the East Coast cast later on today. Yes, it will, of course. 
I will drop an email. Thank you very much. Um, last thing I'll leave you on, I've mentioned this before, Trav. I've been a um, subscriber of the of a uh, of magazine Entertainment Weekly for you know seven to eight years now, and I enjoy it. Um, that's the reason why I've still been a, a subscriber of it. So this week, uh, The Rock's on the cover, and uh, you know the, how they, when they have their cover, there might be three or four pages where they talk about the person and things he's doing now, what's upcoming. Talked about you know how he why his company thing seven bucks and things like that. And um, however, in that entire article. There is no WWE mentioned in there at all. Those initials never come up in this article. Does the word wrestling come up? Yeah, I mentioned. Yeah, I mentioned how he was a former pro wrestler. Talked about how in his Memphis days, and that's where you know how he got the seven bucks. So they do mention how he's a wrestler, but there's no WWE in there at all. I mean, you know. Yeah. That's interesting. Mhm. So on um, that note, I will uh, let you get some other callers on. And, uh, again, I hope you have a real good night, and I will uh, talk to you later. Awesome. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. And I think Cam's back. Yo, Cam. Yo. Yeah. We always talk about the weather at the beginning of the show. It's not great out here, man. It's not great. You out there in that mess? Yeah, man. I just practice. I'm here on 35 in the rain. It's not great. Mm-hmm. 40 degrees. I, I was telling, I was telling, telling, uh, damn, we're in that part of the relationship. I can't say my, my lady or my woman, but my good lady friend, Linda. Yeah. Person I had two tremendous, spectacular dates with in the, in the past uh, week. Um, like, yo, I'm like, turning my heat on, and I'm bitching about, you know, 40-degree weather. I was like, I think I lost all my northern credibility. I guess you used to wear shorts in October, and then all of a sudden, you know, here we yeah, are. And I, I had shorts on the other the day. World. Today I got the heat on. So... Yeah. All right. Uh, how how far off? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got about twenty minutes. All right. Cool. Let's. Um, uh, we just talked to Brian. Let's. Uh, you know what? Let's do this uh, email from Kyle. He's got a bunch of points. Uh, Kyle from Kansas City chimes in. Greetings, Brother Trav and Brother Cam. I, I guess I got to do it in in, in, uh, <laughs> in the voice. Greetings, Brother Trav and Brother Cam. I knew you'd come. Uh, this week's SmackDown felt to be subpar, while this week's Raw, Raw was absolutely Delightful, yes. Some talking points for you. <laughs> One, a budding romance between Nia Jackson, Nia Jackson and Zoe. Yeah, I mean, you talked a little bit about it earlier. I mean, I guess they don't do anything subtly, typically. Uh, um, I just hope they, they, I just, ho- and not that I don't think she's going to, 
let them treat her any kind of way, but I just hope this isn't like jokes on her kind of thing. I don't want it to be yeah. jokes on him. I just don't want it to be a joke. Like, if you're going to do something, like, then just, like, be for real. I don't know. I'm not confident that that, that this is going to be anything worth I'm not confident they can prove talking about in a adult situation. relationship between a man and a woman, I won't be upset about it anymore. Yeah. Like, you know, like a, they're not good at, at making people act like people, so... Uh, I hope it. I hope it elevates Naya like eventually, but I, I don't know how it's gonna work. I don't have confidence in it working. But we'll see. Yep, I'm. I'm. I'm right there. Um, again, if just the start of the way it's kicked off, it's just this. How you doing? And they stare at each other like idiots. Like there was no. No subtlety. There's no build-up to it. It's just, hey, they like each other. Or, hey, she likes him. Or you think she likes him. Find out, you know, tune in next week to find out more. Kind of thing. So, Number two from Kyle. Uh, It's One Reigns. Wait, is One Reigns really the greatest as he claims? Is One. Wait, what, Kyle? Oh, maybe that was Roman instead of One. Is Roman Reigns really the greatest as he claims? Well, no. Where did he claim that? Um, no. So it's funny. Um, my homegirl Lex actually sent me like a press release <clears throat> that in something, um, he, he said, you know, I'm the best performer in the world right now. Like it's me. Um. Oh yeah. No. You know, I. I mean, but what I told her was that's exactly what he's supposed to say. Whether it's true or not, that's exactly what you're supposed to say. Like, you're either the top performer or poised to be the top performer, and the, the biggest, you know, the biggest company in your industry, hell yeah, you're the best. Like, Roman Reigns has, what, the second highest salary in wrestling, right? That sounds about right. Like, after Brock probably has the highest salary as well. Uh, Roman Reigns is, has been the main event of WrestleMania what, three, four years in a row? Like this might be you know, five. Roman Reigns, yeah. Yeah. Roman Reigns is typically the focal point or the main event of the most watched wrestling show every week. So, is he the best? Probably not. Do all signs point to him being the best? damn right. So, he's saying what he's supposed to say. Like, remember all that all that weird... I remember going to a barbershop after LeBron James said he was the best player on the planet. And people in the barbershop was like, he's not supposed to talk about that. Like, he's arrogant. I'm like, or he's stating the facts based on everything. Like, what LeBron James was saying was factual if numbers matter to the basketball. If numbers matter to you in wrestling, Roman Reigns has a really good point. Um, because we judge wrestling based on what we see and not what we count, then he's probably wrong, but he should say that. And there are signs that... Yeah, and it's, and it's just other things that we project onto Roman Reigns. Like, oh, look at here we go again, kind of thing. But yeah. 
if yeah. if your favorite right, CM Punk said what she did, it was his damn catchphrase. You know, it was acceptable. So it's just a personality thing. And but Cam is right; it's one of those yeah. things that in his position, if he thinks anything other, you know, he's going to get eaten alive just by his peer. You know, so it's like, hey, if you don't believe, just just fake it so nobody yells at you about being too humble or not being calm. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, real quick, uh, Mike and uh, Mike from Grand Rapids in the chat room says uh, he had the same experience with cheese with the holes in it when he was little due to cartoons. It was gross, but he enjoys it these days, which is something I also thought, like, maybe I should try it. You know, like, anytime I get a Reuben or, or uh, um, club or any kind of sandwich that has Swiss on it, melted Swiss, I just say nope, you got to throw some American cheese or some Munster or something on it. You know, give me. So I haven't tasted it in, you know, literally 31 years. I think it was six years old. So in 31 years, I haven't had Swiss cheese. <laughs> you know, uh, no, you know I, I don't hate cauliflower as much as I, I, I once did. So it's like, you know, we grow up, palates uh, mature. So maybe as I As somebody who doesn't like cheese, like genuinely doesn't like the taste, Cheese with the holes in it looks sexy on cartoons to me. Like, fam, you put the like, uh, you know the little little wind blower to make the to make the fire go. You put that in like a round of cheese and you push the air in and yeah. the mouse pops out of another and you try to grab it and you miss it. Like, yeah. fam, who who don't want to eat that cheese? Yo, like the way the way Monterey Jack used to go crazy for cheese on Rescue Rangers. I was like, oh, cheese got to be great. Monterey Jack is he, he's a fiend for that cheese. Oh, I watch it. The Rescue Rangers fan. You watch Rescue Rangers? Oh, wait, that's Chip and Dale. Yeah, 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 Chip and Dale. They were okay. Launch Pad was yeah. and all that. Monterey Jack was hyped for some cheese, boy. Turned into a straight dope fiend over some cheese. But, yeah, cheese with a hole in it. The big block cheese with the dang triangle cut. <laughs> and that looked great. Let's, uh, <laughs> um... Um, number three from Kyle. Um, <clears throat> what does Finn Balor have to do to finally get over? Keep doing what he's doing because he's Can over. He I mean, like, <laughs> right, he broke right. six inches and put on twenty pounds, um, and uh, have an American accent. If Finn Balor was two hundred and thirty pounds and was six two. And had and was from Davenport, Iowa, like Seth Rollins. Ben Balor <laughs> would have regained the Universal Title the night he came back from uh, from injury. You got it right. Back. <laughs> you know, like he, like my poll was almost, and I'm not going to make this poll because I refuse to bring this to fruition. Like, is who's 205 Live the bigger death sentence for Ben Balor or Hideo Itami? Like, just well, Hideo because Hideo's not going to make a, the difference. Finn Balor could. Well, like I, I mean, could legit see to. it not being a death sentence for Finn Balor, but almost surely being one for for uh, Hideo. It's uh, I'm just like these guys are world class talents, and not just world class in ring competitors. He's a world class talent. Like, 
And 205 Live, as long as 205 Live is not um, a consistent main event, does not have its own specific specialty shows, um, and it's not like a TV fixture, then 205 Live is a demotion. It's just it. You know, like... Yes, I'm I'm sitting here trying to be Corey Graves and Michael Cole, and you're like, Booker T, like, nah, fam. (laughs) It's a demotion. It is a demotion. So, like, yeah, like, like, you shouldn't go from, from NXT champion to 205 Live. Like, you just shouldn't. You know, like, because you not, you're not going to put Dean Ambrose on 205 Live, and Dean Ambrose is one missed meal away from making the weight. You know, like, yeah. Finn Balor has to be born in a different place and be a different height and put on more weight to be where he, where his talent dictates he should. Where, number four, where do you think Asuka and Paige are headed? To a um, damn good match. Yeah, I was about to say, certainly towards a match with each, each other. Uh, is it at the Rumble, or do, do they, again, is, is their eye on WrestleMania? We'll have to, we'll have to see. Do you think, like, think Paige means Paige is idle between now and then? I think Paige, the minute she showed up, was in the title scene. Yes. Yeah. But I'm like, her and Oscar for the title at WrestleMania, I, I, even though that's so far out, so I don't know if they play it out that far, but that, like, that's your ideal raw matchup, I think. Ember Moon is such a cornball. <laughs> as soon as you start talking. <laughs> Um, anyway, um, number, where are we? Number five, should they go all the way? Should they go all in with Braun, win the Rumble, defeat Lesnar Mania? Elias was foolish to have broken that guitar on Braun's back. Like, fam, you had a chance to run. Like, how are you going to run back in the ring and try to attack Braun Strowman from behind? Like, <laughs> what is like, going he, through your mind? Like, you got away. Good, man. Like, I, I, I still think on promos he has a little ways to go. Like, because who do you – Who is this, like Braun or Elias? Elias. I feel like you have to okay. compare him to Hollywood Rock because what they do is very simple. Like, I'm sitting in his ring. I'm going to rag on the fans while I play this song. He's got a little ways to go as far as that character, but he's pretty good. He has a good look. Like, he's a good heel. Like, he's good. Um, I, Man, I think Bruce has, like, Bruce and Wade have, have brought me around on it. I don't think he's ever put the title on Braun Strowman. Like, I... Because then he has to do more things than I think you see, bro, imagine, I, I, think I cannot be. wait to see that first Raw that Braun's the champion where he opens the show 
walk into the ring and holds the audience or holds, you know, ten minute promo session. Yeah, I it's very possible that he can do it because he is a talent. Like it's very possible he has the ability to do that. I'm just like if he can't, like if it's, if what you're showing us is what he is, then he shouldn't be champion. Like should Big Show have ever been the champion? Like ever? Because like yes. Big Show had right. way more personality than Braun. Big Show could go out there and cut a 10-minute promo. I mean, it's not ideal, but he could in the, in the head. And Big Show's great. Big Show's great. Like, he, he's great. He really is. I, I think what my point is, like, when Braun Strowman's champ, there's no longer uh, somebody being a jackass in the ring and wants to fight. Here comes Braun Strowman. Because he's a champion people have to come in his net. You know what I mean? And I, I just don't know how feasible that is. Like the is. dynamic is now to completely be like, different. Yeah. different. Yeah. He's, he's the hunter. He's always the hunter. And he's even the, like, the cheat code when it's time to beat somebody up. You know, like, I don't know. I, I think they, I think they are all in on fraud. I just don't think all in means put a belt around Champion. his waist and have him on uh, Good Morning America. You know? Or all the posters. Yeah. Oh, my God. Him and yeah. Conan or Jimmy Fallon or some shit. Yeah. Uh, number six. Oh, go ahead. I'm just saying, like, the, the Detroit Pistons were all in on Ben Wallace. Rasheed Wallace was the personality of that team. You know, like, I think you can be all about somebody and then be a focal point, but then not necessarily being the face of what you do. And I don't know if Braun is that. I think, I don't think people would ever get tired of Braun Strowman in the role that he's in. And ever is a long time, I understand that. But I think he's perfect where he is. He doesn't beat people up. Because I think that, that Braun Strowman should be the one to to finally bring Brock Lesnar down to whatever level he's supposed to be at or beat him up on the way out or something, that doesn't mean I think he should be the one to beat the foot tight. Somebody they just put in a vignette for for NXT, and all they did they had him walking out of the shadows, and I had to rewind it. Like, was that a man? Because I, I assumed it was, but it, it says soon, and the O's are um, spades or something. What's the what's the ones that aren't the th- the lucky the, the the clover? Is that the spade or is that a club? Club. Which one is the upside down heart with the little stem? Or the, yeah. That's the spade. 
right. And I thought, isn't that Shayna Baszler's thing? So I was like, let me rewind it and make sure I didn't mistake her for a man. You know, because the guy walked and the silhouette was of a man. And it definitely was a man. But it says soon, and it's two clubs or, or two spades upside down instead of O's. So, interesting. I'm sure somebody's tweeting you right now about today. Right. Like, that's a... Uh... Oh. Cassius Ono versus uh, Gargano. Gargano was the mystery opponent. A little confused why he was <laughs> so mystery, so mysterious. Um, all right, number six from uh, from Kyle. Uh, will Axel from here on out have a neck condition condition and have to wear that brace? Um, let's hope. I hope he has to wear it for a while because it's hilarious. People in neck braces. Are, are great. Especially people neck braces like are just always funny. Like when you bring neck braces to your job, it's, it's pretty funny. Like like that, every time I see that picture of Vince in the neck brace during the steroid trial, it's like, <laughs> if you think about how he elected to get neck surgery <laughs> at the same time, probably so he could you know, get some sympathy. Get some sympathy, yeah. Uh, number seven, looking forward to Clash of Champions at all, uh, or an overall, or will it be an overall week show? Um, I think it's too early to tell, even though it's two weeks away. Um, I'm looking forward to it because they've done a good job of of even making these off-brand shows, uh, you know, special, you know even if it's just yeah. one match. So I mean we got I mean I'm looking New forward Day, to uh, gender versus age. Yeah, New Day shows Benjamin Gates. Like that's enough for me to want to watch the show. Yeah, the entire tag division in in a match. Uh so yeah, so uh PS can't wait for Bray to be deleted. Uh number eight, excited for work woken Matt. I mean, sure. More excited than I am or was for a sleep match. So, and I didn't get to see the whole broken stuff in, on Impact, so this will be fun, I think. And, again, learning that he's got, you know, full creative control. Or at least something something resembling that. Because he's not going to do anything to get them in trouble. It'll just be really weird. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He's not going to break any type of boundaries they have. He's not going to. They're not going to lose a sponsor over this. It's going to be off right. the rails. Um, and he got money Man, behind it too. That's the coolest thing. Like you, right? They're not paying. They're not worried about money. their personal budget. Like, okay, we've got two hundred grand to make this work, and anything uh, you know above that, we can't do. Now, you know, no money like other numbers, people's but. money, man. Other people's money is amazing. Like. A million of your own dollars and a billion of somebody else's dollars? A million of somebody else's dollars, that's like $10 million. That's <laughs> like, you get right. creative. You're like, should I go, should I splurge on the premium fog machine or get like, you know, yeah. just some cold ice or, or dry ice and a guy like pouring stuff on it? Like, no, no, I'm going to splurge and get the machine because, again, it's a million dollars of somebody else's money. <laughs> Uh, you go get the fog machine and not dry ice in a in a house fan. So, all right. Thanks for the uh, email, Kyle. Um, 
Mays. What are you looking like, Cam? As far as uh Yeah, I'm actually yeah, I'm about to pull up on the spot, matter of fact. Alright. All right. All right, cool. We'll get the hell out of here. I'll see you tomorrow. Later. All right. And uh, yeah, Rich was on the line, but oh, there he is. He just took his hand down. So, guess we can wrap things up in Georgia as we do. Go ahead and bring Darrell on. Uh, Darrell, what's happening? What up? Little booties matter. <laughs> Where the hell is Darrell? Yo, Darrell. Huh. Let me make sure. Uh, let me bring Rich on real quick. You can hear Rich. Rich, you can hear me, right? That's why he didn't have his hand up. Let's try Darrell again. Yo, Darrell. Huh. What's going on with Darrell's line? Try this again. Hey, Boris, you can hear me, right? Yeah. Okay, Boris can hear me. So. Yo, Durrell. Let me tweet this man. Uh, Twitter looks like oh looks like Joe is at a is that a Hawks game? Is that a Hawks logo? No, that's not a Hawks logo. <clears throat> uh, let me see if it's tagged. Nope, notification or locations off. So Joe's at a looks like an NBA game. Can't tell. I don't know these newfangled logos. Like I still don't believe the Pelicans is a real team. Like that's not a thing. Like I don't live in a world where there's a basketball team, a pro damn basketball team called the Pelicans. And I'm hoping. I think that the Hornets. No, they're back in Charlotte. I think they got their original colors back. I have no idea. Now I'm intrigued. I gotta know where is this? Okay, let's uh, try this again. Yo, Darrell, you there? 
You know what? What if I clear the line? Just make his ass call back. And in the meantime, let's talk to Boris. Yo, Boris, what's on your mind? What up? I've just been listening to the show. I mean, me, I was watching. I was watching um, Monday and Tuesday, and to me, it just felt like it fell back into the old routine. You know, I, 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 I the, 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 you know, the McMahon's is really just getting too much focus to me. Like, you know, like it was saying, you know, maybe some people like it, some people don't. It's just we have so much talent. It's like you're waiting on something new to happen. You know, you get happy when you know Joe come out. I feel like Joe is more aggressive than the parties he's wrestling. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if y'all catch that when when this um, Roman and whatever the storyline dude's supposed to be doing. I just I try to blank it out, but it seemed like when Joe came out, business picked up. You know what I'm saying? It's like we're waiting on certain yeah, no, characters. Yeah, definitely is in the Joe. You know, so I mean, I mean, we can deal with the Roman Reigns, but. It's like we know that it's like us as fans. We know the real talent. We just waiting on that that great story to get us excited again. Just like with, with Marvel, you know what I'm saying? We know all these little side stories are adding to the big story, and then we finally get to look at you know the main you know the main villain, which is Thanos. And it's like you want some that excitement again with wrestling, but it's like we just in this holding pattern, you know a holding pattern for something exciting, big and exciting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, no, for sure. Just. Oh, by the way, I did rewatch that uh, Avengers trailer. <sighs> Why do not Iron Man have to get knocked out? <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. It just, it, the, the the video happened so fast, you know, I, and then once you, I watched it like a few times, and then you, when you watch it like that over and over, you see more pieces. You know, like yeah. that, like that little circle that was in the foreground. You know, when they kept showing it, they showed it like three times. It was actually, you know, Spider-Man actually made it over to that circle. I was like, wow. You know, just watching this this one this one little two minutes or well, two minutes scene just get your heart pumping, excited for something that won't happen till next year. And I've been next following wrestling what, for May? 2018 May, and it's like you, May, you right? feel yeah. something big is about to happen. You feel that you're going to lose, you know, the emotional investment that I used to have for wrestling. You know, I got it back through Marvel. Um, I can't get invested with um, DC because they, I don't know what the hell they're doing over there. I mean, I tried to get invested with Wonder Woman because she had kind of the best story. But when they, you know, when you hear other other podcasts talk about Justice League, where was Wonder Woman during all this other stuff? Because they show her, you know, they show her movie, but, She's not consistent in Justice League. It's like, oh, man, why should I follow this? This is just too much. That's not, it's, you know, like a broken track or something. So Marvel give us this nice, clean cut, whether, you know, you like it or love it, well, love it or hate it. We got this 10, 10 years or so of build up to this one gigantic event that's going to happen at the end. And I remember wrestling used to be like that, you know, whereas when you got a story and you follow it. <laughs> yeah, you know, wrestling ain't like, never built something up for 10 damn years. No, 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 no. Hey, okay. listen. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Trey. Hold on. Let me explain. Come on, come on. I mean, we got behind no... Brian, right? Wait, hold on, hold on. We got behind Brian, right? Right. You know, that that was an emotional investment. 
and depending on what your characters was, you know what I'm saying, you got emotionally invested. Like me, me, I like Bret Hart. So when when Stone Cold started, you know, feuding with Bret Hart, of course I liked both of them, but I liked Bret more. And you know, when Stone Cold came on, you know how he used to chase him. They had the the wheelchair event where Bret supposedly had a broken leg, and you know they pulled him down to the um, to the uh, arena. And you know, you know, eventually when they had, it was like a four-man event or something like that. You know, eventually Stone Cold was going to get his hands on Bret Hart, and you just like, hoping he doesn't because it's like I, I felt like you know I felt this aggression that Stone Cold of uh, uh, that he had against Bret Hart, and you could just feel the emotion in it. You know, and that's the thing I'm talking about. I'd be wishing that you know when you, you see guys go at it, you you get emotionally invested again. You know what I mean? Right. I know sometimes. Yeah, you no, I got place. you. But it's like you can call out your favorite characters or things you want to have. Like with Jordan, I wish he had that moment that uh, uh, Xbox had against Riz Ramon. You know, nobody expected him to win, but when he won, you was like, pow. You know, but you 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 expecting one of these underdog characters, true underdog, which is Jay Jordan. I think he's a he in the wrong storyline. Everything you just hoping that. One of these matches, they just trigger and just give them that win and just just excite people because what the fuck is going on now? You know what I'm saying? But it's just it just feel like with this is Jordan gonna go out there and get beat up or whatever. There's there's not a win or loss for him. Meaning he's never he's not gonna get that moment that Xbox got. You know what I'm saying? I'd be thinking that I'm like one of these one of these matches somebody's gonna get that moment, but I doubt it. All right, let me uh, try to fit some people in the next few minutes. Appreciate the uh, conversation, Boris, as always. Uh, let's see if Rich is done gallivanting with the uh, university elites. Uh, what's up? Yo, what up? Not much. I'm not gallivanting with the elites. I'm, uh, this is my first week of my new job as associate director, so I have to supervise, meet the Greeks for the sorority tonight from now until 11 p.m. So, so Melissa's in heaven, and I'm like, hmm? So what do you, uh, you're like? I have to be here as a staff member in case there's, like, like basically it's like college version of chaperone. Staff I have member. to be here in case there's an emergency. Me and my director got to get, you know, if people got to get out because of a fire Chaperoning sorority pillow fights? Is, is that, that's what I heard. Yes, 200. So when you clicked in, it was probably me helping the exec committee of the IFC take their picture. All I heard Which was for Travis Bryant. This is small. see, this is why, yeah, yeah. See, this is why Travis Bryant couldn't do this job because he would have five lawsuits and a uh, uh, Harvey mm. Weinstein like exit from his job. You don't want to know about the. With the buttons under my desk control. <laughs> see, yeah, see, see, Travis Lauer doing it. Um, let's uh, bring Darrell in and we can wrap this show up. Uh, Darrell, what's happening? What up? What's good, you guys? What's good, Rich? What's not good, Travis? Not much, not much. Can't complain. Yeah, my bad about earlier, man. I was, uh, went to the restroom, man. I ain't want everybody to hear me uh, <laughs> pissing and shit. 
better than me, I wouldn't give up. <laughs> yeah, just, if, if you I'm, listen to the VIP, Travis is all about the ding ding sauce audio. Oh, oh, I listen <laughs> and I hear. <laughs> see, see, so you don't even got to apologize to this man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, hey, so I don't know if y'all talking about this. Interactive show. Interacting. The most real show mm-hmm. in podcast history. Keeping it real. But hey, yep. I don't know if y'all talked about this. I know I, I hit y'all up on Twitter about it, but about uh, I don't know about this portion, but um about Kevin Owens and his his wife getting hacked. Account getting hacked. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a tweet or something that say now they're going after my wife, something, 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 you know, he was pissed off. But I didn't have any contact. Yeah, crazy fans. So what they did, Travis, was someone hacked into his wife's account, accused him of adultery, and then later on she got the account back. But in those hours between, mentioned on his audio this, uh, yesterday, you know, his family's thinking, oh, God, we got family trouble. Mm. And, you know, so then he looked out about, like, people, all type of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. Nonsense trouble with the – like, it, it didn't even, like – yeah, I don't. It was see. just bad timing because this came out like within 48 hours after that of Mike Elgin having the crap he had happened. So it became this look of one on one hand you had a guy who was falsely accused, and on the other hand you had a guy who really outed himself and made himself look dumber. He was basically, you know, yeah, he was hustling backwards. If you look at the Elgin stuff, he's hustling backwards. When you look at uh, Kevin Owens, he was just like, you know, losing his mind because he's like. These people who have no lives are doing this and messing with someone's family. They're real family. This isn't, oh, I got right. a joke and from Kevin Owens. You really got segment go ahead. fans that are going to go, yeah, sure, whatever, Kevin. Uh-huh. And it's like, like, no, like this is why you don't, you know, lie about real, you know, important shit. Because when it's time to, you know, be real, mm-hmm. boy who cried type stuff. So yeah. This is um, this social media place that's disgusting, disgusting at times, you know. And yep. this go back to the topic of should they be kayfabe or not on online and start their own pages. This is a perfect portion of why I say they shouldn't, because fans go overboard. They they want to know these people, so they go researching about them. And yes, it's the age of the internet. You can find anything. In today's age, so you really can't hide nothing. And then they go off and they do somebody get an idea because they crazy and want to hack into somebody's account, pull a little foolishness because they think it's funny. But I think to your point though, Darrell, I think even if he was kayfabe or not, people were still going to try to hack accounts. Like I don't think if he was yeah. just completely KO, uh, the real Kevin Owens on there. Right, like look at like 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 look for instance at when someone hacks the account of, or look at what happened with the uh, what is it the the iPhone hacks. Those are wrestlers, those are actresses, those are actors. These it's just someone has a penchant or a hard on for trying to get into people's personal life and throwing personal pictures, videos, etc. out in the public because it's fun. I don't think him being a wrestling character made it less more or less fun for that person. Right, the fact yeah, that they all that. they were able to do was literally type stuff in in Kevin or his wife's voice, or you know, means well, 
if there was stuff to show or if there was videos or tape, uh, uh, pictures or that kind of stuff, like, well, I certainly would have put that out. So right. it's just a matter like, of... I can give you an example from, like, real life. When I was yeah. working at Pitt, when I first was here as a student, I was an RA and then an RD. I had a student once who bragged on Facebook to me years after the fact that he smoked weed for years in his room and I never caught him. And I responded like, hey, good for you. I don't know why you're on Facebook telling me this now. And it was just, he just started this vendetta of, I want to prove to this guy that I got one over and the system's dumb and blah, blah, blah. So long story short, he winds up signing me up for Ashley Madison using my, my pit email address and my personal email address, which I gave all my students at the time, which I no longer do because I'm not stupid. So long story short, when the Ashley Madison thing got hacked, I have to explain to my wife, I had already done it years before, but if, for some people, that's something that could ruin a relationship. Right. Yeah. And Especially that's just the in the richest rich situation when it was when it was real. And you see, know, he was see, see, that's, and that's and made up. <laughs> see, see, this is yeah, when no, the bricks of the head is coming down. I mean, that's just that's like, yeah, I just want to fuck with this guy because you know I don't like him personally. Nothing to do with right. like. But no, see, I just really wanted an Ashley Madison account. I just didn't want to use mine. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. And then you have – think of it this way, though, Darrell. That's me, and I'm just some, like, you know, I'm not, I, have a, I have a good sense of self, but I'm a no one in the grand scheme of things in terms of celebrity. Imagine now someone with 30,000, 40,000 followers. You're going to have, even if 1% of them are sociopaths, that's enough for them, regardless of what you do, for them to want to do something like that just for a laugh. I can give you another example. The guy I worked with that was the money mark here in Pittsburgh, he would go on message boards, and he was basically a proto-troll. He would start arguments with people and then show me and laugh at how people were getting mad at him. And you can't reason with someone like that. It's like the Joker, that he's the dude who's going to burn the village regardless of whether or not you give in to his demands or not. And that's my whole point. It's the argument, you know, where you hear people say, I wish there would be more their characters on social media. And my whole point was it doesn't matter about social media, and that shouldn't be taken as serious anyway because people come out and do stuff like this all the time, and it doesn't matter and if you're not famous or, you're not, or you are famous, but it's, it's even worse when you do have some type of fame because these people want to know everything about you and willing to do more stuff when you're famous just to make a name for themselves. So for them to stay kayfabe online, especially when this was going on, we haven't heard anything about WWE trying to help him get his account, uh, get this all situated or put anything out there. So why should they expect to stay kayfabe for WWE when stuff go down to the fans? They leave them high and dry, and they the ones that have to defend it themselves. So if I got to defend it myself, I don't, I should have to say kayfabe to help your storyline get over more on social media. Me taking pictures with heels on, and putting them on social media shouldn't it shouldn't mean anything to help your storyline because if the story was good enough, people would buy into it because the only time you enter the story is when it's on TV. And I just found that weird. 
I never knew Dean Douglas was a part, the other half of the Viagra on the pole match. <laughs> I heard him talk about that on Conan podcast. Yeah, Wait a second, <laughs> Billy Kidman threatened her with some revenge porn? Come on, this guy that's definitely nineteen ninety eight. Yo, they had sex tape. they was yo. She had one with Dean, and Dean had a failure. Wow. Hey, sorry. Caught up. 20, 20 year old wrestling storyline. <laughs> Did y'all speak on the Ronda Rousey thing by her uh, supposedly signing that they um, put out there? I finalized the deal. Yeah, somebody, I think, emailed, and I think it was Jabron, didn't want her to be, uh, like, well, she can't win a match, or she can't lose a match in UFC without going away. How is she supposed to lose a match in a wrestling match? And he it was, had to explain that, you know, just because you, you're booked or written to lose, lose or be humiliated by a woman in a play, doesn't mean it's going to really shake your confidence about dealing with women. So, and but Cam kind of had like you know, he sort of saw where he was coming from. I really didn't, um, but I didn't know it was. I didn't realize that it was based on that. The question was probably based on the news that that she signed or whatever. So, yeah, it had just came. I had just read about. It had just popped up on my phone from Bleacher Report after you and Cam were talking about it. And I understand what he was saying, but you got to think about it like this. The way that she lost was shocking. The two times that she lost was shocking. And humiliate, I can't even say the word, but <laughs> she was humiliated and stuff like that. It, you can write in the script in WWE that she don't get it. it it's a nice, hard fault when she loses. So she saved face. She got knocked out real fast and dominated by Holly Holmes. And got knocked out in the first round, the second loss. So she was humiliated, you know, made to look like a fool out here um, fighting. So, yes, she stayed away because when you on top like that and you get showed up, some people can't handle that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she wouldn't have been that way if she would have lost a five-round decision. She would have been one to fight the next time she could. But to get beat like that in that shocking of a way, and you supposed to be the best in the business, your ego get hurt. Yeah, yeah, and it's just different to be booked to lose a. Again, and she ain't gonna lose anytime soon. Ain't like she going, you know. And I don't know. Write the story about that then, if that's what, if you think if you're so worried about people thinking about how oh, how she gonna deal with her loss, then write that as 
write that into the story. Where's Ronda Rousey? We haven't yeah. seen her in six weeks since she lost. Is this classic Ronda Rousey where you're not going to see her for a year? Like she, you know, whatever. But again, that shouldn't be any time, yeah. any time <laughs> within a year or so of her debuting. She shouldn't be losing it until it means something. Yeah, and plus, come on, let's be realistic. How many people have had embarrassing moments? How many guys some probably was with a girl and came fast? That mean you stop. What you stop oh, um, trying to perform? <laughs> I'm just saying though. Some guys have that happen. Shoot, I don't had that happen before. I ain't embarrassed to say it. <laughs> oh, dang, baby, I came. Uh, my bad. <laughs> it happened. <laughs> And just move on about my congratulations, you like about you, you know, you well, she's good. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah that's your fault. don't even move on. Don't mean I'm gonna stop. <sighs> How I'm supposed to get over this? No, I ain't gonna stop <laughs> enjoying the sweet nectar because of one incident. <laughs> so I, I can believe she can take a loss. She just don't want to take no shocking loss. And then, like you said, you can use that in the storyline later on, depending again, on how long she's been. Even if you her to have a super shocking loss, then okay, I mean, again, it's a fucking work. <laughs> this ain't real fighting. <laughs> Why are we talking about it like she's going to go home and, like, have a fucking existential crisis and be all like, I can't believe, you know. She's going to be like, wow, we made a ton of fucking money on that show. And look at my check. <laughs> I'm going to count this cash, homie. And right. stuff like that. <laughs> and not even worry about it. Well, different than training your whole life or your whole adult life for something and then and then and then, you know, you know, she was a cocky ass and then she got shown up. And she was embarrassed and she went away for a year. It's just apples yep. and well, I read an article, like, this is apples and chili. Like not even the same Blue group. So true. Anyway, I got another question. Right. I don't know if you and Rich, oh, yeah, Rich ahead, still on the line. Um, I don't know. Rich might be gallivanting with the with the sorority babes again. That's what I'm assuming. It's uh, it's a two part question. Two weeks, Roman, I had that I felt like done lifted him, you know, in the right direction. Then WWE played. That interview with him and um, Corey Graves, where he said he's yeah. the best wrestler in the world. And I guess undid the two weeks that he did, because everybody was up in awe about that, him even having audacity to say that. How is WWE happening with that? And then the second part of my question is, Jason Jordan just had one of the best nights of his life um, uh, so far on the main roster, his life on the main roster. But I want to ask, what do you do with this character that he's having that people saying that make him look like a great heel when you separate him from Kurt? Because he can't play a brat with no daddy to play off of. Yeah. It's definitely the next the next step in that story is the reveal that he's not Kurt's son, that that was a ruse, if that's the way they want to go. Because yeah, so, in my eyes, once that reveal they happens, wanna, he's no longer a good yeah. heel. 
you know, he no longer good here. That's not transferable heat because he only getting the heat because of what he's doing with Kurt, and that's not a sustainable character. That's almost like Damian Sandow playing the um, Mizdow role. And once you separate, you have no character anymore. So you back to where you was in the beginning. That's why, in my eyes, yes, he had a great night last night, but it was for nothing. It didn't hold no no weight to it because eventually, and soon, it's probably coming sooner than later, they're going to separate him from Kurt. So that character that he playing, he can't play that character anymore. You can't be a brat. Then you evolve into something else. I mean, you don't have to always, I mean. Yeah, then you do something else. Yeah, but now you got to find another way to get heat because you're getting heat by being the brat to Kurt. And, and, yeah, you know, but making people story, feel like you're I tricking. Mean, that's not something you you you'll get there. Is what I'm saying. Like you 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 don't go well. What's he gonna do? You know, before you even get to the the character progression, let him progress as a character, and then it'll the next direction of his character should, would and should come from that. But if you don't let them do, if you don't let them be a brat for the next few months, then you're not going to know where potential what's a, a good direction for his character to go to next. He can't be the bratty, uh, you know, stepson or whatever, biological son thing. They can't do that forever. So eventually he's yeah, got to do something else. So that's just regardless of how he's received or how the angle's received or the store, how the storyline is pulled off, he would eventually have to do something else. He'd have to move on, become a different character, or evolve into a different, you know. So I just don't think that's something to 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 to, to have any kind of, like, consternation over. It's just like, mm, no, characters evolve all the time. You just figure something out. You go from there. So, all right, so on that note, we're going to get the hell out of here. Yes, sir. All right, man. Talk to you next time. Appreciate it. Uh, so, yeah, so that does it for us here uh, on the free show. Uh, click over. Me and Rich will be by. Um, the VIP folks will be by for a VIP show. Uh, you free folks, just, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week, same time, same channel. So until then, yeah, appreciate everybody's calls and emails and uh, their energy. Talk to you all next